Asturias. I didn't spend too much time on it, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. I was bad at digging it. See, I wanted to do something like that, but I, I'm like, I don't usually throw the rock uh, griffs at people because a lot of people don't yeah. dig on the on the riffs, right? But I'm a metalhead, bro. I'm a I'm a I'm on a Marth fan, I'm a Metallica fan. I grew up on speed metal, yeah. yo. <laughs> right. And I More was digging that, that like, time, right? It's got that like mid-tempo, like that's right. Yeah. That, that motion, right? That. right. Motion. Well, it's good. Yeah, it does yeah. too, because it has that. It's like it's like yeah. the whole rocking of the ocean. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It fits, yeah. dude, with the motif of the Skull Island. You guys out there that heard that, that fits, bro. That rocks big time. Right. It's not Thank too you. overwhelming. It's chill. And it says, you know what I'm saying? It's I love that, right? I, that's why I do that with mine. If you listen to mine for Orion Rising, it has all these yeah. all these uh, offbeats in the drums, right? And then an offbeat with the bass. I love that stuff. I learned that when I was in a band. I was in a rock band and it was called it was called FWG. And that meant fucking white guys. <laughs> no joke right my brother was going to start a band back in the day he was going to call it dj whitey and he said his first album the first single was going to be as white as i want to be because <laughs> that was back in the day when eminem was on and then you had chris yeah. rocks right and chris rock was like crossover between rock and rap and you know what i mean and then you had ice t doing that with his band doing the crossover body count, right? Body yeah count. body count right they were badass bro so yeah. that was back then right when i was uh, in, in my late teens early 20s when they were all doing that so we were inspired by that yeah. and i was in i was starting with my buddy in this band we were gonna go all speed metal and and uh, and we love punk, right? So we were we were gonna do like that whole thrash oh, in between yeah. punk and speed metal thing for a while. And then it became alternative, and we were like, "Nah, not sure I like alternative." It was yeah, kind of fun. There's some it was good alternative, fun. though. There's some good alternative. Yeah. I mean, no, I agree. And then when started like, doing like alternative, alternative. When I was, yeah, when I was yeah. really into music, or when you you know you're a teenager, uh, eighteen years old, seventeen. When you realize yeah. when you're really getting like really getting into your music. And yep. I was playing like metal or rock, and then all of a sudden grunge came in, and I was like, "What?" Grunge, like, yeah, grunge was long, bad. <laughs> when grunge hit, I was in heaven, and then when death metal hit, and like now, like with Amon Marth and those bands all over the world, Europe is huge with death metal bands, big, yeah. giant orchestra death metal bands. Love all that music that's coming out of the year out of uh, Western and Northern Europe in the last 15, 20 years. Really good, really good stuff. 
right? I, I remember I found Amon Amarth. People were going, well, I don't even know how to pronounce that. What is that? Who's that band? It was on their, uh, I think it was their second album when I found them. And now they have like 12 or 15 albums or something. So this was What's way back. No one in America had even heard from them. In fact, when they first hit America on the airwaves, my, uh, my uh, ex-wife, uh, who yeah. uh, Virginia, you saw, you guys met her when we were, she's the one that yes. yep. we worked with. Anyway, she called me and said, who is this rock band where the lead singer sounds like Odin? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you're referring to Amona Marth and they sing nothing about, but Viking metal songs. And nice. uh, she was like, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, here, let me, I got all their, I had all their albums, all their DVDs. That's awesome. Not even a joke. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a Megadeth, I'm a Megadeth and Metallica fan, but I think I like I prefer oh. Megadeth over Metallica, but I appreciate both of them. Well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, when you go back to when Dave Mustaine was in the band for that short time, he influenced yeah. Metallica quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, their first album, he wrote most of the stuff, and he he said yeah. that later. And what is right? that? First album is always like that's where you uh -huh. kind of set that that's foundation true, yeah. of what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he played a big part yeah. in that. You know, that's something I overlooked, kind of, but a good angle, man. I, I like the angle you. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm telling you, bro. I was a big fan of Metallica. I know James Hetfield, right? Yeah. So they lived next door to my current wife when she was a kid. Oh wow! In, in oh. fucking Concord. Yeah, no joke. There, that was actually they didn't. Their manager did, but they were all from. Well, I mean, they're not originally from there, but they were all living in that area, the East Bay. Uh, Jason Newstead, who was with them for a while before he, you know, when he left Flotsam and Jetsam, his yeah. mom owns apartment complexes in Walnut Creek and Pleasant Hill. He grew up there. And then he moved to Phoenix and lived with his dad. And that's how they got him back here was that he was even in Flotsam and Jetsam. Then he came back and played with Metallica for a while until he just couldn't dude, handle you know, Yeah, you're you know. a metalhead, dude. You're definitely. Oh, bro, I know everything about like every band, dude, who they played. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you know, I was just listening to. I was just last night listening to uh, um, uh, this guy's a classical composer, but he does like, uh, you know, he listens to. Uh, um, heavy metal music or whatever, and he critiques it. Yeah. Well, he understands how much the heavy metal, if you put it on the charts and you look at it with its peaks and valleys, and then you take a classical orchestrated song, they're they have the same, uh, that's yes. why yes. 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 You, you can find them because they're identical. Yeah, they're started, identical. Like Led Zeppelin and, and yeah. uh, Black Sabbath and yep. uh, Deep Purple, too. Yep, everything's like orchestral, it's like a symphony, yep. it's yeah. like a rock symphony or a metal symphony, and it's yeah, yeah. Yep. you can see you can. You can hear the similarities, just right. So, and, and the, those guys like Ronnie James Dio when he was in, uh, you know, Rainbow, and then he was in, uh, uh, you know, with uh, 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 Tony Iommi and those guys after Ozzy left, yeah. right? He was he was there, and you know, and then he went out on his own, and all those guys incorporated that stuff in this next generation, like the guys over in Europe, like Apocalyptica, they picked that up, and with the grunge sound, with the. And yeah. then a woman singing, and she's an operatic singer. And then they have the orchestra that they incorporate. A lot of bands did that. Epica is another one, really big. Uh, another one that did did that. And I love all of that, how they integrated it. Metallica put a whole album together with yeah. an orchestra, right? So that's kind of badass that when they do that. Yeah, because those, it yeah, same, when you're learning, yeah. <clears throat> you know this, it's classical is that metal. I mean, that's where you get a lot of it. It's either metal or it comes from classical or like uh, more of a, a rudimentary, like a blues. Right. Well, yeah. If it wasn't for blues, yeah, we wouldn't have rock. If it wasn't for blues, we wouldn't have rock or hillbilly, yeah. you know, or 
we wouldn't have all the grass blue uh, stuff. That was the evolution that brought rock and roll about. Yeah. And then the, when the crossover happened between England and America, when all the bands came over from there, that was in the, you know, the seventies started it. Right. That's when you had Zeppelin. That's when you had the Eagles. That's when you had the Beatles. That's when you had Iron Maiden out of England. You had, uh, you know, all these bands in England that were that were rock and roll. And then the bands in America. And once that marriage met and all of us kids heard it, it influenced us. And when Johnny Rotten showed up on the scene, bro. <laughs> right. Was yeah, that dude for real, too. It, man, that was yeah. that was the beginning of of faster paced music. The, the Irish picked it up. They still play it to this day, only they put their doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo on it, right? That spin, it's really rocking. So, yeah, see, dude, I'm a metalhead, I man. Mean, I know drop Dead Murphy, dude. Those guys are no joke, man. Drop Dropkick Murphy. Murphy, I love those guys. I have all their freaking albums. Love Dropkick Murphys. I still, drop that's my go-to. Murphy, yeah, yeah drop, that's my go-to band when I'm just chilling. Dropkick Murphys. It, look, it looks like it, dude. Yeah, I right? I mean, show. come on, right? I'm yeah. like the Irish IRA guy. Look at all those guys. Dude. Right. Acting like a soccer hooligan, right? Right. When I, you know, it's funny. Was I wearing my? I don't have my sunglasses on right now, but I have a, a few pairs of shades. And they, they, when I would show up to church, my my priest looked at me and said, "Leo, you, you know, you look like your IRA." I'm like, "Father, I am IRA." He's <laughs> like, funny, you, "You have like Peter's in the house." I invited right? him. I gave him a link, Peter. I sent you. A link. I can send it in the uh, comments if you want to join us. Well, Peter, yeah, like tell Peter. A panel discussion, right? and if you know, we don't have to have a call in, but if you're watching live and you want to come in and talk about it for a minute, you don't have to put the camera on if you want you just your voice to be heard. I want this to be kind of Peter an open would come in if he could get his phone to work. Send him an invite. Peter would he'd be on in a second if he could get his phone to work. Yeah, Peter, see if your phone works, bro. See if we can bring you in. But if he has the same problem I do, trying to load it through without Google, it might be an issue. But yeah, Peter's over in Ireland. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have Google. Well, he probably does, but the problem is that he he doesn't read. He's dyslexic, so unless his phone tells him, like when I remember I told you when I tried to load it and it said you have to load Google first. Well, he won't yeah. be he wouldn't be able to load it because he wouldn't be able to read what it says. So hopefully his Siri could tell him what it says, and then he can just load Google and then copy and paste it into the Google browser, and it'll it'll bring him in. If you're awesome. listening, Peter, that's what you have to do to bring it in on your phone. If your phone stops you when you try to hit the link. <laughs> and Miguel tonight, Miguel De La Pena could not join us. He's uh, kind of in a remote location, so hopefully enjoying enjoying yes, himself. Right. right. And, uh, right? Well, I heard during the show yesterday, one of the girls said that Mike sends his regards from the beach. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right? That's that's what I heard. Hopefully he's yeah. So I said, tell him I said hi, and then laughed. And just now I sent him a message just to see. And yeah, he ain't he ain't responding. Wherever he's at, he's he's doing his thing. He said he was having family or whatever. Anyway, right? So yeah, wherever he's at, he's doing his thing and having a good time. I hope he's drinking some mai tais or or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not or enough memory on your phone. I get it, bro. Yeah. Maybe we do need a call in. I don't know how to set that up, dude. I know you do though. Well, the call in, no, I don't know how to set that up on this channel either. On, on no. StreamYard, I don't know how to set that. I know that there, no, I we can't look into it. I had it set up for Spreaker, but we're not on that, right? So I could just go call this right. number right now. Call in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That'd we'll have fun, a lot of I mean, I want, I want this to be kind of a party like channel in a way. Yeah. Like just, you know, us, all of us enlightened people that are spending a lot of energy, you know, really helping people kind of lift them up. And I still want to do that here. Yeah. 
but doing but it not have to but not have to be on the clock talk so about those things as well <laughs> yeah. right we can have disagreements we can have yeah um debate, debate. and Everybody out there, if you want to be a pirate, and I don't, I don't mean somebody that's on a ship with a sword. Not the pirate you can slip I mean, on just a pirate yeah. in your spirit, right? Proverbially, and, yeah. We're not literally going to, like, go on a pirate ship and cruise around the planet. Talking we're about gonna, we're, 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 we're doing it here with this right here, but the same, the same kind of concept of this is the free world. Yes. Right? Sovereignty and, is what, it's, yeah. it's what yes. it means to me. That's, yes. that's what pirate yeah. means to me. I don't believe, as we've seen a lot of things, and I'm sure there was plenty of privateers that were oh, just right, right. taken yes. over but as right. usual we we know where that comes from it comes from the top of right. the pyramid yeah. and those are the well, ones pirates, that were, pirates were actually free well. people right. people don't realize that that pirates were actually free um they it's not like everybody thinks where the movies make it look like like barbosa you right. know being the toughest guy pulls his sword and gonna shoot anybody who resists him and he's the captain and that's just the way it is that's not how it really worked on pirate ships on pirate ships, everybody voted to who they wanted to lead them. And then yeah. they only attacked when they said, okay, we need some money. So yeah. let's, you know, we're going to go after this ship. And they actually sat down. They weren't stupid. Everybody right. thinks that pirates were bumbling idiots and they just sort of did stuff and, and got into trouble. And that's why they didn't last long. That's not true at all. They sat yeah. down like a military dude and said, how are we going to hit this ship? Where are we going to hit this ship? What are we up against? What's their cannons? And how many guns do they have? How many soldiers do they have? What do we have to do when we get on board? And people don't realize that they wore a patch over one eye. And that wasn't because somebody was missing an eye at all, bro. They right. wore a patch over one eye. So they had night vision. This is the absolute truth. Because when you go below deck, even in the daytime, it's dark down there unless they have lights lit. And they would turn all the lights off and sit in the dark and wait for the people to, to invade. And then they would pick them off as they came down because they didn't have night vision. So the, so the pirates put one patch over one eye. So when they ran over, they're going to go down the stairs or down wherever to get underneath. They would switch and then go in and open up that eye and have perfect vision. And the yeah. guys on – the guys on um, What's that show where they would try to debunk everything and they were over in Alameda here in, in California? I can't think of the name of it now. I'll um, think of it in a minute. Is um, it fact or fake? No, no. It was those two guys that, that one had red hair and the other guy had the mustache. Oh, yeah. We're talking about uh, Mythbusters. 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 Yeah. So they, they heard the myth of the pirates and why they wore the patch over one eye. So they set up a, an area in a garage Right, or it was actually in a hangar, but they set it up to where you're going to be these pirates and you're supposed to be invading into the lower decks. And then they had people on the inside waiting for you, and they would go in. First, they went in with no night vision, and they couldn't see shit for five minutes right. while they're adjusting, and they got slaughtered. So then they went yeah. out and pulled a patch over one eye and waited about a half an hour to make sure that patch took. Then they went straight in and pulled the patch over as soon as they got there, and they had total night vision they could see everybody and still fight so they said this is true that that's why they wore these it wasn't because they were all one-eyed it was because yeah. they knew they were going to go into combat and they needed to have night vision so they covered one eye yeah you get one perspective all set to that darkness right so that when, yeah. when there's any kind of light at all boom, yeah so what see. happens is they take the patch yeah. off of that and put it on the one that they right. had uh day vision and then the, the night vision uh, happens faster yeah. and you can see perfectly and then after only a few seconds you can pull that up and see with both eyes right Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. that yeah, I mean, see, that Peter, you need sense. to be on here. You probably got a great story about yeah. Francis Drake. Peter says the first pirate to ever sell the seven seas, what came a pirate? Sure, Francis Drake. Francis, Francis Drake. Yeah, he was he was actually a knight, knighted by the English uh, uh, throne. Well, I don't know, he was, was, was a military. Yeah, yeah, like that's you what said. I'm saying. Is we got to understand, I mean, 
they were like the vets now that are pissed off. Right. They're like, yeah. they, went, they went out to, to make their own yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And, they didn't want to live by another's leave, so they went out on their own. Yeah. They, they could go wherever they wanted to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Taken out. And then what happens is they get hunted by everybody. Because if they're yes. if they're going after the French, the French want them. If they if they sack an English ship, and if they do that to everybody, pretty soon you have Spanish. You know, you have the Spain in France and England all chasing after you. And that's yeah. why they would cut deals and become a privateer for like say the French. Yeah. And then they would yeah. raid only English ships, and then the other way around. Uh, and eventually they wanted to retire. Most pirates, everyone thinks, die, and that's not true. Most pirates got away. Yeah. yeah. Most pirates we're got a whole bunch of life, making money and then retired doing. and went in. And, and the French <laughs> were famous for allowing people to hide there if they brought money and stuff. So they would call, they would get a hold of somebody in the French government and they would say, oh, Look, I'm, I'm, you know, a, a Blackbeard the pirate. And I want to retire. I have a yeah. crew and we have, uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of booty. We're willing to give you right. 10%. They would scuttle their ship, get on board a ship that was going to France go to France and then just integrate in the population and retire. That's what most of them did. Right. That's what most of them did. I, I, mean, I can see that because you only hear so many stories, right? You only have. It's really the spirit like, of the pirate, but yeah. I'm glad this is the foundation as I see it right in history. So that's where we're right. basing it from. And I love, I just love pirates. I mean, who doesn't love yeah, a good, like, pirate movie? Or, the whole, you know, if it wasn't for pirates, there wouldn't be any America because John the feet or John the foot, John the feet. It was yep. his ships, it was his ships, his money, and his cannons, and his men who helped yep. free us. They literally were in Florida. They owned Florida. Helped Andrew Jackson, didn't they? Yep. Didn't he and help Andrew, Andrew? Yeah, yep. Andrew motherfucking Jackson. He made a yep. deal with them, but it was a lot. Yep. And yep. they literally went through the swamp all the way up to the north, pulling their shit through the swamp to help America. And right after America uh, drove back the English, the first thing they did was turned all the guns on the John Lafitte arrested him, took over all of his ships, took all of his yep. money, all of his gold, his guns, put everybody in jail, and then set him free and gave him 24-hour head start. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. It, it's, yeah. That's and do that kind of shit today. That's just the yep. government and like the bigger well, it, it just, you know, yeah. They they've kind but of demonized get away. And and Bonnie got away. And Bonnie has great grandchildren or great great grandchildren that are still alive today. She was from Ireland and she was sold into slavery. And uh yeah. she would she was ended up as a slave here in America and she married this guy to become not a slave, but she left him and she ended up finding her way to Warsaw, the island where all the pirates were. And she got hooked up with Jack Rackham and this other woman. And the three of them ruled the ship, the captain and his two women. And they were really the captains. Right. And Rackham was an idiot. Right? And he would get drunk all the time and do stupid shit. That's how they got caught. That's how he died. As a matter of fact. Right. Right. The English found him and he was drunk and he went up on deck and he was yelling at the English, oh, I'm Jack Rackham. You will never get me. And he's shooting at him with cannons and mm -hmm. they're all yelling at him to get down and he didn't. So, of course, he ended up shot. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah, then right. they ended up getting captured. And uh, Anne Bonnie and the other woman said they were pregnant. And back then you couldn't lock up a woman if they were pregnant. So yeah. she said she was pregnant and they contacted her husband who lived in uh, New Orleans. And he came and got her, and she she never went to jail, and the other woman didn't either. Jack Rackham, Rackham was getting ready to be. Oh, hung. New Orleans has got a got a very very crazy history, oh, right? Yeah, it's a does. I mean, if you don't already see it, not that I wouldn't love to go to New Orleans. Oh, I mean, I'd yes. love the. Music I've never been there, but it's a beautiful place. But I mean, there's, there's a deep like, voodoo yeah. vibe there. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. voodoo isn't? It's used like a gun. It's who it's uses it and how they use how it. How they're using it, right? Yep. Right? Cool. Yep. Okay. And yep. 
I yeah, it's I I would love the vibe. I'd love to go there. They're kind of very into like the dead and you know, that's we fit right in up in there. Right? Yeah, they, the they do that whole thing. Yeah. Feel so much more alive. Right. If that makes any true. sense. True. No, true. Yeah. Well, and then if you look at what was that movie um where the guy was there in, in New Orleans and he ended up drinking the stuff and he turned into a zombie and they said it was based on a real uh, event. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I remember, remember that? that from the nineties. That movie came out like the eighties or nineties. Remember oh, that? Dude, it's called Believers. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Believers. I think it was. With uh, it was. Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. Bro. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> you guys haven't seen that? Like, like, they say no, it's based on a story, face and then it just got bigger and bigger. Oh, that was tough. I didn't do yeah. a lot of the horror and scary movies. I still really don't. I just, you know, I'd rather laugh and be lighthearted because I, I tend to understand the heavier vibes on a more everyday. So I, I don't need that extra little assistance. Right. right? So I've always been drawn <laughs> in the other direction. I <laughs> see. It depends on my mood. When I was younger, I was all about horror films and gore. We used to get the magazines. Oh, um, my buddy and myself, we did all kinds of makeup. So when we did Halloween, we had we went and got all of our own makeup and made costumes and did makeup on people's face. And you could put like one where you had an eyeball that we could make hang out of your eye, right? And we dangling and we get blood dripping off of it. I mean, we we had this chest that would set up. We used to do these elaborate Halloween things where he and I had a, a, a we rented a house from his parents and yeah. we would set up speakers. We, you know, one time we put up a a um. Uh, a scarecrow we made a scarecrow we put it on a pike we put it up and it was crucified and we got a hundred pound pumpkin it was literally this big around guys Holy this shit. big around and we and we actually carved it out and made a jack-o-lantern out of it and put it up on top of the head for the pumpkin and we put oil in a in a plate in a tin plate down at the bottom and lit it on fire so flames were shooting out of his mouth Ooh. and eyes <laughs> right and then we grew the grass so that it was like That's this awesome. tall the whole front lawn and we put pikes on the front lawn and we made skeletons and we put them on the pikes and they were in different stages of decomposition from one that looked like it was put on there today and the body just died okay. and it was still oozing all the way to a skeleton right and then we put dry ice in another pan uh, with water down at the base, so the whole grass had fog on it. Oh shit! Oh yeah. There yeah, bro. This was that was like insane. And then uh, when you had to walk up to the walk, this was hilarious. You walked up to the driveway, and then there was a walk that went around the driveway, and you went up to the staircase, and then you went up three flights of stairs, and the door was to your right. Right along the wall, which was the kitchen wall, we had a bench, and on October one, we put a scarecrow on the bench, and he sat there for the whole month. And then on Halloween, we snuck a person into the outfit uh, and changed it out. And it was a person yeah, sitting in the same yeah. position, dressed as that scarecrow the whole night, waiting for people. To, and the whole neighborhood saw the scarecrow and was messing with it all month long. And then they would yeah. come up and they'd go over, there's that scarecrow. Mm -hmm. that was <laughs> and they'd yeah. freak out and fall off the stairs. And then we took tinsel and we hung it on the roof eave and let it come down about three feet so that it would catch the smoke and we had a fog machine and we opened up the door about this far and we blew the fog machine out of the front porch and the whole porch would fill up with smoke and we would open the door and we'd walk out in costume and you couldn't see us. And then as the smoke would rise and dissipate, all of a sudden we would appear in front of you standing on the, on the porch, right? And my buddy had a, a full costume of a demon head that was one that we got from a movie set. So it actually fit into your eye sockets. And so all you had to do is like change the makeup on around your eyes just a little bit to fit it. 
and yeah. he had like hand extensions and we had one of those little boxes from uh what was that movie where they had to open the box with pinhead was in it the hellraiser we had that box oh yeah and it opened up and we put candy in the box and made people take the candy for themselves out of the box <laughs> it, it was scary as hell and that year i was dressed i think it was dressed one year i was dressed as a werewolf and my beard used to be, uh, you know, uh, red. So I had this mask that only went over my nose and through here. And I grew the mustache and the beard and put in teeth and blood packs. We had blood packs that we could put in. Yeah. I could bite them. And then I'd have blood oozing out all my mouth and my tongue and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, it was pretty. Th those burned, though, because they were hot. But they were really good. It was a powder and it was like a cinnamon. So when you bit into it, it kind of burns your tongue. But then you would just ooze with blood. And it looks super real. Right, um, right. And um, I scared people because I, the way I moved, in fact, the way I moved, I moved like a werewolf would. So by the yeah. end of the night, <clears throat> by the end of the night, I could barely walk because my quads from walking up on my toes right. all the whole time. Right. Yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> but it was authentic and scared people. So we had, a, we had a blast. I made one woman pee one time by looking at her. She oh. fell down in Peter Pants. Oh, um, no. then I was dressed as a as a Dracula, I was dressed as a as a vampire, and um, right on the side of the uh, front lawn between our house and the next house, they had those cypress trees that grew up like a hundred feet, and the street light was right in front of that, so it cast a shadow in an angle almost to the front door, and I found out that if I put the cape on me and put my head down like this and had the cape over the top of my head, I would disappear in the darkness and you couldn't see me and you could be five feet away from me and on the inside was red satin and it was reflective. And I would open it up and it was literally as if I appeared in front of people. They never even knew I was there. They're looking past me up at the scarecrow and all of a sudden, oof, here's this six foot one tall vampire who's less than three feet from you with blood coming out and long fangs and staring at you. And one woman literally fell down, got up, ran out, fell in the middle of the street, ran across the street, fell on the sidewalk, screaming bloody murder, Peter pants, and her friends had to pick her up. And then, then I was mean to her. Then I was walking back and forth like I was stalking her and I wasn't looking. And I stood there and I was like sideways to her. And then all of a sudden I went and looked straight at her. And she went, ah, beat herself again. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. Scary is funny, but I just yeah, I prefer to not be scary. Well, and then you know sometimes things would happen. Like uh, my wife showed up with with our son, and we had a tonic. We had to stop the whole production and take off our masks uh, mm -hmm. because we scared him so bad that he actually doesn't remember it, which is good. But he he froze. He was catatonic for about ten or fifteen minutes. We thought we we're going to have to take oh. him to the hospital. Yeah, we scared him to death. And today when I talked to him about it, he's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, good, because you were really scared. The uh, coolest thing, though, the coolest thing that happened was we did all that. I'm standing there and I'm a werewolf and I'm next to this alien looking guy with big pointy ears and fangs. Right. And he's got the uh, finger extensions with these big, long fingernails. He's holding that box up. And this man and this woman in their in their probably mid to late 20s are coming up and there's they have this little teeny blonde haired girl, blonde haired, blue eyes. She's probably six or seven years old. Mom is freaking out at the sidewalk and scared to death when she sees us. And dad's like, whoa. And little girl sees us and she just starts walking towards us. And they're like, oh, grab her, grab her. And mom's like, grab her. And dad's like, oh, my God. And he's scared to grab her. And she's walking away from them. And mom's like freaking out to cry. And the little girl walks right up. And none of us say a word. She walks right up. She looks directly into Scott's eyes as he's standing there with his ass face with these ears and these fangs and blood dripping down and these long fingers with this box of candy and she looks him right in the eyes 
and she smiles and she walks up and she puts her hand up and starts reaching for candy and she pulls it back and goes trick or treat and smiles and he pushes it towards her and she reaches out and grabs some candy and puts it in a bag and smiles and then turns around and skips away to her dad we were so impressed by that we stopped the whole nice. show <laughs> no fear. We stopped the whole awesome. show and went over and, sh- and took the, the masks off so mom would not be scared. And yeah. went, oh my God, that's the bravest little girl I've ever seen. She was not in any way affected that there was no right. fear. Right. It didn't bother her at all. It was like she could see through it and knew we were just people. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. Just, yeah. Just pretend. Just pretend. I'm just going to go up and grab my candy now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wish more of us could do that. Yeah. That was badass. We we were so impressed. We we stopped. Everybody stopped. Uh, even my buddy Mike, who had uh, a costume on of the Angel of Death, and it fit so that it was super tall. And he was actually looking through the chest, and had the big Angel of Death holding the thing. He was walking around, so he was nine feet tall. He even went, "What the hell just happened?" And we could, everybody just stopped. We're stopping the show. People just come and film us. That's how much how much authentic we were. You guys could show up, and we could say, "What do you want to be? We'll make you up." And you could just say, you know, we had one girl, she shows up and she said, what about an undead vampire? Got it. You know, and somebody else showed up and said, well, I'm kind of wanting to be roadkill. Got that too. Right. <laughs> Look, we already got a t-shirt <laughs> guys that have a tire track on it. We'll paint it on your face. Right. Like, you know, you can do whatever else you want. And, and he's like, yeah. what about an eyeball? We're like, we got an eyeball that pops out. We'll put that on you, but you have to have this one closed the whole night. That's fine. Right. So we put the latex over his eye and put the tatch down. There's a eyeball hanging out and yeah, it was fun. Nice. Yeah, I was never very good at makeup. It sucks because. Yeah. yeah, it was. It, we would. Yeah. You know, we do every every year when everybody would be clearancing at the day after Halloween, we take that day off, and we would drive yeah. all over the San Francisco Bay Area and buy all the stuff that people weren't wouldn't want to buy anymore, and they'd be trying to blow it out at ninety percent off. So we'd get all kinds of material uh, for yeah. for the next year, and okay. it, our production just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and um, we just kept doing it. Uh, forever and then you grow up from a seed right you plant a seed you have a thought of doing something you do it and then it just grows yeah that's well then when i I went to work uh, for the the last job that i had my boss was a friend of mine we knew each other when we were like kids right we go way back to when we were like seven eight years old and i told him he said you guys still do that halloween thing bro and i said oh man we don't anymore because now we got families but i've been dying to do it and he said what would it take for us to to maybe set up a haunted house in our billiards room. I said, bro, we could really rock this out. He says, let's brainstorm. So we did. He got his wife together and he and I, and we walked through and I'm like, this is what we could do, bro. I'll help you design this shit. So not only did we do that, but the next year we decided to take it into the clubhouse that we had there. And the clubhouse was as big as a football field. So we literally from that point on ended up uh, making uh, so much stuff. He went crazy with getting his friends involved in making stuff. And we went so high production, we became the scariest uh, scariest haunted house in the San Francisco Bay Area, four years running. Nice. People from other other scare shows would call yeah. us and say, are you guys staying open? Because mm-hmm. we're going to be closed at midnight. We want to come through your haunted house. Not a joke. Nice. We were, when you Googled, when yeah. you Googled uh, haunted houses in the Bay Area, we were the number one site in the Bay Area. Go to these guys nice. and know that nice. we, we had a certain time for kids. And then we had a time for adults. And we would tell people at eight o'clock, the kids are done. And don't bring your yeah. children because you're going to be afraid. Right. right? We yeah. did crazy stuff. We had the biggest vortex. You know what the vortex is? One of those mm-hmm. things you walk through on a catwalk and the whole walls are rotating around you. We oh, had a 50-foot wow. We had a fifty foot vortex that was made of metal. We had two guys that were welders, 
And we actually took motors on both sides with tires on them and got them synced up to where they would turn the whole freaking thing. And you had to walk across the catwalk that was manufactured. Right. No joke, dude. And we had to go and get people out there. They'd get in the middle and they'd freeze and we'd have to go in there. Yeah, we were real high tech. We all dressed in black and we were dressed up like, you know, either scream or something like that. Most of the time we had, we looked like ninjas. We had hoods on and had a black mesh over our face. We had all black so we could hide anywhere. And we were mic'd up so we could hear what was going on. We had cameras that we put on all the rooms. So we were filming it and selling DVDs to people. You can watch yourself go through the entire maze, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so badass. One year we did, uh, every room was a different, um, like, scary movie. So we had uh, we had the boiler scene with uh, with um, uh, what's his name uh, um, oh oh the hell? Nightmare on Elm Street with with that okay. guy we had the boiler scene there you would go through that and you would go the next room was the uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead and we had zombies in the room and outside and people would reach in the windows funny mm-hmm. story I was in there to help fix something and it was live. So I'm in there and I'm running through it all black. And all of a sudden some people came in the room. So I backed up against the wall and I was standing in front of the window and I didn't know it. And they come walking by and they couldn't see me at all because I'm in all. And uh, all of a sudden the person that was supposed to reach out and grab at them through the window does. And then she realizes that she has her arms in between someone's arms. There's just someone standing in front of her. So she goes and she scares them and they run past me and never even notice me. And then all of a sudden I have two hands on my, on my tits. Right. And she goes, who the fuck is this? And she starts calling at me. Right. And I said, it's Leo. I came here to fix something. She starts laughing. What are you doing in my window? I said, I was hiding from your scares. And she says, did they see us? Don't be worried about you, man. It was hilarious. Another time I got caught, we had a kitchen scene. We did the, um, we did the uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We had an actual pocket door like he had, but he slammed it until we broke it during the, the show the second night. But we had a pocket door. And so we had the kitchen scene and the pocket door and he would slam the pocket door and open it up and come at you. So we ended up putting him uh, the door for to go uh, into the to the pool area was right there next to the pocket door. So we, we actually had people go into there and the restrooms were there. And down in the, the hallway was the spa. So we put the Texas Chainsaw Massacre down there with a real chainsaw. We took the, the chain off of it. It was a real chainsaw. So when he started it, it really sounded. And he'd rev it. Rah, 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 and the smoke would come out. And he would turn that on and he would come running at people and they would have to leave and go out in the pool area. We had to put up a barricade that went the entire length of the pool area to keep people from falling into the pool when they came running out of the out of the haunted house, scared to death. And we had a professional photographer sitting outside the door and kneeling outside the door. And every time somebody came running out the door, they go and take pictures of them so we could sell them pictures of themselves coming out of the haunted house going, with the Texas chainsaw massacre dude chasing them with blood all over him and a chainsaw. Oh my God, bro. It was fun. I didn't do too many haunted houses. I think I went. Oh, we loved it. We did one room. We yeah, actually welcome, did, everybody. Uh, we had like 14 people on there here for a minute. So uh welcome. Nice. Please like, yes, follow, nice. subscribe. Wherever yeah, you're at. Yeah, we're we're on YouTube, we're guys. Right you know, I can't see the chat. We're sitting here bullshitting. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. No, you were I was liking the story, right. man. You were, well, what you we did the room that saw was going too. up when you were talking, bro. Do you remember when they did the room uh, when they in saw when they were in the bathroom and they were all chained up to the toilets and to the uh, shower? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the it, only yeah. way out was to take and cut off your own foot to get the chain off of you. We designed yeah. a, a a thing that went on this guy's leg that we made that clamped on with a saw attached to it. And when he sawed, uh, it didn't make much sound, but 
they, something happened. This was hilarious. This was like God. We were in the we all, we all went into our office, and that was the makeup room. So we all had all of our stuff there, our 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 whole gear for talking to each other, and the you know the radios we had to put in our back and and feed the tube and all that stuff into our ear. Uh, and cameras were all in there, and we would all go in there prior to, and then we'd all go to our our places. While we were there, something happened when the guy opened up the thing to put it on his leg, and the saw blade somehow flipped over. And um, we had to force it back together so that it would work. And when we did, the saw blade cut into the PVC and it sounded like he was cutting through his leg and his bone. So, so the oh, malfunction oh, made the work better than it did when we designed it. So he was laying on the ground and he would start cutting on his leg. And it sounded like to people that he was cutting through his leg. And all he had to do was go ah, ah, while he was doing it. Oh my God, that was that was one of the greatest things that it was a mess up, but it actually made it made the prop work right. better and scared the so hell out of people. We actually made an elevator. We made a fake elevator one year, and this was the the haunted house was a insane asylum, and the insane people were in charge of the asylum, and it was only a one story place, but we made a a, a, a uh, elevator that had working lights and everything. You push the button and it would go ding and the door would open up and there was a conductor in there and he pushed the button and the buttons would light up and, and tell you where you're going. And, and what we did was we built it on a platform and you had to walk up two steps to get to it. And when you got in it, myself and, and my buddy Russell were outside of it. And when the doors closed and the guy pressed the button, the light would light up right in front of me and we would turn the the uh the whole thing as it turned it slightly lowered down as it turned so you had the feeling that you were going downstairs right and and then it would stop and you're facing the other direction the door would open up and you don't feel it turning you just feel it going down and we actually got people in there and did various different speeds until everybody felt like they were going down and he and i all night long turned that exactly by hand at the same speed all every single time for the elevator ride. And the people would open the door and they'd all walk out and there's a woman sitting at a desk who's like an insane person. And, and now you're in the insane asylum and you're walking through this. And that was where I got caught in the kitchen scene because uh, we had a head in a jar of water with bubbling, like it was boiling and yeah. something happened to the, to the mechanics. And I was like the animatronic guy. So I went in there and I'm laying down underneath the stove and i'm working on this we had a real stove in there right we took brought mm-hmm. it in there laying underneath the stove with the door down right off and i'm in the door and i'm working on it and he's standing in there and people came in and he's like shit people are coming so i tucked my feet in and he was standing at the at the wood you know at the the uh, island chopping up body parts and we made fake brains and we made fake intestines and and stuff like that in fact we even got raw um liver at one point, he was gnawing on the raw liver, and so it was bloody. And, uh, and so he's making shit, he's scaring people, and he's whacking the, these, these intestines and all this. And the whole time, he's standing with one foot on the, my left side and one foot on my right side and he, while he's doing it. And I'm underneath there trying to get this damn thing back working oh, the whole time. Oh, and he's shit. scaring people, and he's just standing still. And they never even knew I was in the room. And the whole time, I'm in there working on props, getting it ready and getting it back together. And then I get it working, and I hop out. Isn't that, you know, and this is the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. We had walls within walls that we could duck into, and we could take off, and you would never even know. We could get ahead of you, and you know, we had a whole work area that was inside of the whole show where we had all of our tools and everything. Man, it was so badass. It was just we had so much fun. I miss that. I have pictures of it, but I miss that. We had a lot. Last time we did it was in 2011. 
And then we all ended up leaving. I left the company in 2013. Uh, Ed left in 2012. His boss, uh, his wife uh, got transferred. And so we all just ended up stopping to do it. They had, we had an entire truck container, 53 foot container that had all of our equipment in it that we had literally because, because we bought so much stuff and made so much stuff. We had full six foot tall and taller animatronics, full ones of Jason, Michael Myers, uh, uh, Freddy Krueger, all those guys. And we did the same thing. We would have people dressed in the costumes, right? So yeah. say if you came through on Friday night and we would have Mike Myers and say uh, uh, Jason would be a person, right? And then, then on Saturday, if you came back, you go, Mike Myers and Jason's a person. The other people are fake. We'd switch it out. And we would do, and we would do like, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, what's his name I said from, um, oh, I can't think of his name now. But we would, we would uh, we'd switch. And so you would come through and there'd be an animatronic now that's Mike Myers, you know, that's Jason. Right. And then and now a person is is uh, Mike Myers or, or Freddy Krueger. So we trade it. We changed it out. Um, so we did that. That was fun. We like to do uh, paint people up like the walls so that you would stand oh, there. Yeah. And you oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like paint them like we a did. brick and then all of a sudden you just see somebody. Yep. Come out of that shit. We had yeah. a dot room that was all black with white dots. And we had all we had three girls dress up in full head to toe black stockings, including over their face. And then we put white dots all over their body in the same symmetry as the dots. When they moved up against the wall, <laughs> you couldn't tell. And then all of a sudden the wall would come alive because they'd start moving. And it, it would start. Yeah, Ariel, you you on live with us, you can. Sorry. One second. Ariel said she wants to pop on live and, and yeah, that's what we're doing. So if you want to join, yeah. I left the yeah. link and I can leave the link again. We'll just have some conversations. Right. If you want to jump so on. Yeah. I, I, we, I redid, we redid the exorcist scene where she was on the bed and that yeah. girl who was who was being the uh, what's her name she went online and got the actual makeup design mm -hmm. so that it was the real makeup design that she used for the movie and she had right. the we had the exact we made a complete 100 replica of the room including a buddy of ours playing the priest with holy water uh, flipping it on her and the bed was on a on a float so she was tied to it she could move and the bed would jump and rock around with her body and so he would go the power of christ compels you and she'd go ah, ah, the whole jump up and down and you had to walk through that scene and walk behind the priest and walk out the other side of the door while she's trying to get loose and he's going the power of christ compels you and he's holding up the cross and he's yelling at her and it was exactly even the dresser was painted exact everything that was it was we literally took the scene and built it it was badass yeah. See, that's that's yeah, that's awesome. That's seriously. I used to like all of that, and I still do appreciate all of it. Of course, I like. I love comedy. that. I, I love Halloween. Love like just, it's because I'm like very. I dream a lot. Very active dreamer. I like to go to bed with something. There's certain things if I go to bed with him. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to be that in that place. Right. right? right. I don't want to yeah. be in that nightmare. And I've been right, right. Able to prevent most nightmares. Most of them that come through or. <laughs> Really, they're very, very, you know, few and far between. But yeah, I yeah we had a pinhead too. Christian pinhead. We had a six foot tall uh, pinhead uh, animatronic as well. We even had a um, yeah. a, a pirate, a, a, a skeleton pirate. We had him full six foot tall skeleton pirate that was animatronic. Um, he was cool. We did a pirate room with him, but his servo in his arm uh, uh, broke one day, and I had to repair it. Then the servo for his mouth, for some reason. Um, burn out and we could never get it to work again. That sucked because he actually talked. That was fun. But yeah, we had Pinhead. We had we did a room where, uh, do you remember in the movie um, Halloween where she was sitting on the couch 
And she was on the phone and she was like, somebody's here. We did that scene. My son played uh, uh, Mike Myers and we had one of those uh, 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 Rubbermaid um, um, uh, like a chest, you know, where you open up, you store your shit in for, for gardening. Yeah. We put that in the, in the corner and we took his boots and we put it behind the, um, the curtains for the window. So when everybody came in, they thought he was hiding behind the curtains. Because oh, you see shit. the boots sticking out and she's on the telephone. She's like, I don't know. I think he's in the room with me. And when you walk over, you have to walk through the room between her and the television and then yeah. walk out the room. And he would come out of the box. He would ah. blow it open. He'd come out with a knife and he would start chasing people. Oh, my oh, God. We got so much stuff on film that was so badass. This one dude came in. Big, burly bo- football dude, super buffed, six foot two. When my son, who's five seven, popped out of that thing with the mask on and the whole outfit with the knife, he took his girlfriend, put his girlfriend in front of him and blocked with the girlfriend and ran for his life and left her in the room as a victim. I was like, we, my, my son starts laughing and we go and get her. And I said, you know, you might want to rethink your whole decision-making process with the guy who just threw you at what he thought was a murderer to save his own life. I said, you might want to think about right. that when you go back and get in the car with him. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Welcome. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Hi, Norma. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Leo. Good. good. No complaints. Just running around, having fun, right? <laughs> Talking about yeah. you know, haunted houses. No, you're, that you're, I'm you're telling interesting stories. I like, I like the Halloween stuff. I'm a big Halloween horror buff. So. Me too. Yeah, I mean, look, right here. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, make me laugh, don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this. I, I'm like, I, I have the stuff, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right? And then look, here's, I still look, I have that. Oh, right? that I love that. I like that. That's like 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 sitting on the bookcase. I know, right? That's why I loved it when you made that. I was like, bro, I could wear this, put this on. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just, it's different seeing Leo be scary because Leo looks so much like Santa to see. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I know. I told people I am Santa Claus. Look at me. Oh, my kids already think that they've like seen your videos and say you look like him. So that's good. This I mean, I see him as a, as a, like I've a Scottish Santa Claus elder. Oh, a lot of tribal elders. What I see in him. Oh well, I am actually, uh, I am actually a tribal elder, but for uh, for England and or for the Irish and the Scottish, um, in two clans. My mother is O'Rourke. That's her maiden name, and then my name is O'Neill, and um, I'm the eldest male in my family. So I am actually uh, a. Uh, and uh, I was in the Caledonia Club. Gentlemen, uh, Leonard is a clansman. No. Awesome. <laughs> right? No. Yeah, well, yeah. And the, but yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually That's the head really, of the clan. Really, clan right now. Right. And yeah, no, I actually represent two clans: Joe Rourke and the and the O'Neill clan. And I actually, because of that, I can mix in with the McNeils because that's our Scottish cousins. So no, yeah. that's no joke. And, and I actually don't currently, but I had three kilts. Um, I used to go to the Scottish games and dress up in full traditional I, dress I every it. year. I knew you had kilts, dude. I knew it. Yep. That's just, awesome. I, I can, right right here. Look, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me grab this. Leo's full of haggis. Haggis. You're Irish, right? And Scottish. <laughs> I'm Swedish, Scottish, and Norwegian. Oh, shit, yeah, dude. That, there's my I'm purse that hangs around my waist. That's awesome. That Your purse? Yeah, it's camp. <laughs> I don't care purses in Ireland and Scotland. She was saying this. Norwegian, she was saying something. You talked over her. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was just saying I was like, I'm Irish German and I said Leo's full of surprises. No red and white checker on it and no red doily on the top. You take those off when you're a pirate. Yeah. Here's a, a couple of daggers. Like like right. That's pretty good. It's nice. It's awesome. Right? Thank you all for being here. And Please share this out as many times as possible. Support it. If you want to support the channel, I mean, eventually we're going to come up Dagger with merch. Your, right now, we're still filling feet. out and developing the channel. So. I can't get it to unlock right now. <laughs> that's a dagger for the boot. Oh, oh that's cool. I like that. That's awesome. Oh, I'm dude. I'm telling you, Leo's got a lot of cool shit in his house. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't even know. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing it right now. Look at that shit. <laughs> half, a, a half a claymore. I told you. And it's a, a real. That's a half a claymore. It's real. It's sharp. I can cut my fingers on it. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Fucking Highlander shit in his house, dude. I'm telling you. He's, he's <laughs> that hangs on the door. That hangs right here on the door. I got to put it up because I just pulled the nail out. But I have that hanging on the wall right here. The door is here and the wall ends. And there's this much space. I have that sword hanging on the wall right there. Nice. There you go. Like a perfect fit, right? That's yep. cool. Yep. On TikTok, Norma cool got in trouble. Every and then when I went to the Renaissance, yeah, have my walking stick with a with a, a merlin on it carved into it. I can see that. Yeah, Norma's got a shaman stick. That's what it is. It's shamanic staff. Norma like, does you know, cool TikToks. I can say that. Yeah, look at that. I like that. It. Right? Check out the. Yeah, look. There, here we go. Symbol. Oh, yeah, that's cool. It's unfinished, but. I, right, that's I always good. Because I was doing a wedding for a couple, and it, you know, a vulva needs her stuff. We should just put this on top of here somehow. That's badass. That would be cool. That, is, that would be badass if you can get that on there. Yeah. Yeah. It would See, look really dumb. I was thinking if I could get something to kind of go over the top. We're just going to do that. We already got a whole drill, so right we can here. put like a leather strap and, uh, some feathers. Oh, that'd right. be cool. Yeah. Right. I had, to, I had to close the door. I don't. I don't have the office door closed. And the and the cat came in. Our girl cat. She will go into any closet or any any cabinet that's open. She'll go in there, and if you don't notice, she'll close it. My mom is notorious for locking her in her closet. So whenever I don't see the cat, I go, "Mother, where's your cat?" I don't know. I go over and open up the closet door and see if she's in there. She came in here and I left that door open this much. And all of a sudden she's over here with her pupils this big going, hey, <laughs> looking at the door. I'm like, oh, got to close that. <laughs> so, yeah. so we used to go, I used to go to the Scottish games every single year over down in, in uh, Pleasanton, down in the San Francisco Bay Area because I lived in the Bay Area. Uh, we used to go there. Um, I, I don't know if I told you the story. If I did stop me, we, the one year, the McNeils showed up. There were so many of us. We were the biggest clan that showed up that year with the amount of support. Um, wow. And it uh, had the city of Dublin, well, it named after Dublin, Ireland, because it looks like Dublin, Ireland, uh, the Green Hills and everything. They would adopt a clan and they adopted the McNeil clan. And uh, we went to Odu, I think it was O'Dougal's bar or O'Reilly's bar as a pub. And they shut down half of the pub just for the McNeil clan. You had to have, you had to be RSVP to wow. get in. 
to show you're a clan member of the family. And um, McTarnahan, old man McTarnahan from McTarnahan's Ale, um, showed up there in his kilt with an entourage and said, uh, this was on Friday night, and said, everybody that's here, I want to see no empty pint glasses the entire night that I'm here. And he had five people walking around with pitchers. And every time you would set your glass down, they'd fill it back up. And we had pool tables, and we had shuffleboards, and we had darts, and we had a blast. And then he took an ice chest, two ice chests, with uh, all McTarnahan's ale and put it at our clan tent. And told his people to come back hour by hour and keep the ice and the and the ale full the entire weekend. We got so drunk that we got disqualified from every games from the Scottish games because nobody would show up. And if they did, they were snockered, falling down drunk. We were all laid, passed out on the lawn. Oh, dude, uh, that reminds me. I'm sorry to cut you off. Hold your thought. That reminds me of uh, why they call it a hangover. Did we talk about this before? No, no. They call it a hangover because. Back in the day, the poor people, they could afford like to buy some ale, but they were all basically, uh, and part of this was they were poor, but they were also like people that wouldn't leave the bar and they were kicking them out, but they didn't want to send them home because they were too drunk. So they put, put these lines out, these ropes. Yes. And they'd hang over them when they were so drunk and drink or pass out. No, just so they'd be hung So they'd wake up hung over in the morning. Yeah, I bet that's where it came from. That sounds totally logical. Yeah. They wake up hungover. <laughs> I just they're recently found the rope. Hung over that rope. Yep. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they, the, they have what's called the gathering of the clans, where once a day, all the clans that are at the games doing yeah. whatever, even in the shops, they all get together and they go out and they go line up by name alphabetically. They march out to the field and then they then the, uh, the, the officials call off all the clans that are there. And when you do. All the whoever's out there on the field, we would all go, you know, huzzah! And anybody that was in the street, bagpipes in the background, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, right? Okay, right. So, so we're all passed out, and the kids are all coming up and saying, "Come on, it's the, it's the gathering of the clans. We got to go." And we're all, "Oh, what? No, man!" So we all got up, and the first thing <laughs> we did, we all, we all started grabbing ale and tucking it in wherever we could tuck it in. Right to take with us out there, and it's 115 degrees out on the field, and we oh, come marching God. out with with all of our swords and daggers put away and ale tucked in our kilts and wherever we're in our socks, and we go out there and we're standing there, <clears throat> and we're super hot and we're all drunk and we're drinking and everybody pulls out their ale and when they named our clan, everybody held up all the ale they had in their hands, so all the all the clans were all in a military possession tattoo, all straight in attention. And they would all go, who's on? We come up with full arms full of ale and we're all screaming. The whole crowd gave us a standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually said over the intercom, well, look who got themselves up from being drunk. The McNeils finally made their way into something early. And we're all, <laughs> it was hilarious. That was one of the funnest times I ever had at the Scottish Games. It was badass. Yeah, you tell stories in such detail, like you can see it. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, he's I said old, you tell stories in such details if you can see. Sorry, Aaron. You tell details in such details. You yes. tell stories in such details that you can see it. Right. I'm a good storyteller. I'm a guy. Yeah. I'm, 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 I do have Irish in me. I'm we're good storytellers. So, you know, the other part was just gift of bullshit, though. Our bullshit most of the time is real. You got to pay attention to when it's bullshit, when it's not. Right. Right. My father used to always say that. Bullshit too. So you know. 
<laughs> My father always said, if you're talking to somebody and you can't, you can't make any headway with them, just baffle them with bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, bullshit, is a totally, bullshit takes on a totally different meaning now that there is Google or any kind of search right, engine. Right, because right. Because you right. be able to get away with just bullshitting and now... Now you can be called yeah, out on it like quickly. It. Like, oh, really? I do that all the time. I probably shouldn't, but right. You know, I'm like, no, wait a minute. No, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> My grandfather always said horseshit. And like we say yeah. bullshit, he said horseshit. You somebody say something, you go horseshit. I say horseshit too. Horseshit. Right? So why we say that bullshit? I have to call bullshit on that man. I do that a lot. Yeah. I do same way. Well, I wish you that way. You know what I love to tell somebody? I'll go. I go. Look, do you see any money coming out of my pocket? No, because I'm not buying it. Right. Because <laughs> right? I'm not buying what you're selling, bro. Right. No money coming out of my pocket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how'd you know? Shit was my favorite flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd you know? Shit was my favorite flavor. Thank you. For that. <laughs> hey, so it's five o'clock. Oh, almost, dude. What are you drinking? Cola? Oh, I, I just got little... coffee right now. No alcohol. Just coffee. Oh, God. Just some mm -hmm. decaf or what? No, regular. I still got to go to the store. Um, I realized that I only have enough alcohol to last me until Christmas Day. And I won't have anything to drink Christmas Day at night. So I got to go to the store before Christmas because I need to get another fifth or yeah. another half yeah. gallon of vodka. I was thinking the same thing with my tobacco and my, my, my uh, liquor because, yeah, you know, we're going to be hunkered down for a couple yeah, right. fucking days. Yeah. Yeah, but, me too. You know. I got, I got like, I got a ton of pot. In fact, I have so much pot that if I transported it and got caught right now, I go to jail because I have more than a personal ounce, right? But I have it spread you out. Have, different you different legally have that much. Yes, What's that? he's legally has that. It is. By yeah, it's legal. It is legal in this state of California. Yes. I can have, I can have seven pot plants and fourteen if you count my mom, which means I can actually have three and a half ounces of of pot on my possession, and I actually right now have about two ounces, unless yeah. I smoke an extra bowl, and then I'll have an ounce in the the only reason why I'm not doing it now is because I still got shit to do and I don't want to be high on public mess around. Right? I mean, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah. I take care you gotta remember I have a 77-year-old mom who has Alzheimer's that I take care of. So I don't do anything until yeah. 10. At 10 o'clock, I put mom to bed. Mom goes in and I make sure she's tucked in, everything's fine. And yeah. I come back out and then I go smoke a bowl, make a drink, sit down, either watch dumb videos on, uh, you know, watching uh, videos about uh, Ascension or reading the Gnostic Gospels or, you know, that stuff. Or I play World of Warcraft because I'm high and I'm like, all right, I'm going to play a video game. Dude. I and play, uh, yeah. we, should, we could do that. We could use this channel with the game too, dude. Right. If you want to, yeah, we could. Yeah. We yeah, we can. Come and I, I, we play Raid. That's the Raid. only one we play. Shadow Legends. And I got Raid Shadow Legends. It's uh, player versus player kind of. Yeah, that's player. the way World of Warcraft is. You can go, you can play the game without playing yeah. against other humans. Like stand and up, whatever you want, you can yeah. just turn it on and just and, and just yes. start killing other, yeah. other people. That's what I yeah. love about Raid. Now I know that we can start tagging our uh, videos in that as. Uh, yeah, certain like games just to get you know. Yeah, okay. talk about I'm, it sure. I'm thinking about buying a new computer as it is. So what I'll do is buy another computer, and then I'll start recording some of the shit I do on the game. I wish. Listen to this. This is no joke. I wish I had recorded for that purpose. It was before people were doing it. There was a, a time that I was playing World of Warcraft. This was back in like 2009, 2010, right? It started out in 2004, so I started playing it in 2008. So it was right around there, 2009. My brother was playing, and it was right when they invented the Death Knight, which was a hero class character. It was the second hero class. The first one was the Paladin, and now you have the Death Knight. And 
we honed, we really refined the Death Knight and figured out how to how to spec the Death Knight to where he was almost invincible. And they eventually nerfed that. I don't know if you know that term. They eventually yeah, turned that all into bullshit. We couldn't do it, right? Because we were too powerful. People complained. Well, yeah. And this is why there was a there was a, a player versus player battleground. One of many. They have hundreds in there. But this one, which was the biggest one at the time when you were level eighty, was a castle. And you have two factions, the Alliance and the Horde, okay? And I was on the Alliance side, and that's usually the Care Bear side because the kids usually play that side. Um, the adults usually play the Horde side, but it's, you know, one's evil and one's good, so I couldn't go to the evil side just because there were adults there. So anyways, being who I was, uh, but I was a Death Knight, so you're basically an undead knight that has been given the power of life, so you've been reanimated, and now you use diseases and rot to, to kill people, along with oh, weapons and everything else. But you use yeah. your magic and diseases, right? You infect people. So we were defending this castle against the horde, and my brother and I, both being death knights, I was a human death knight. I think he was a human too. He might have been a, a, a Draenei at the time. So I think it was a Draenei. We were both death knights, and they the horde was just crashing through the walls, uh, coming in from two different uh, sides, and it, we we def, we were we had a group that wasn't really that good, and we knew it, so we fell back. Uh, and and we got onto the staircase because right behind the staircase was the was the door barricaded. And when you open that door, if you knock it down, there's an orb inside. And if you can knock it down and go touch the orb, they claim the castle, and you have to get out of the territory until another hour and a half when the next battle begins and try and retake the castle. Right. Yeah. So we were standing on the stairs, and these two girls—I don't know if they were girls, but they were girl characters. Both of them right. were standing up on these pillars. They got themselves up on top of these pillars. And they were just standing there and they were both healers. And one was healing me and the other one was healing my brother. And we stood at the stop, top of the staircase and this and this whole horde army comes crashing in and they're killing all of our people and we're just watching it happen. And then they turn and there's about 30 of them. And this is not a joke. There's about 30 of them and they come flying at he and I. And we were so good because we actually taught hand-to-hand -hand combat in real life. So when we got in the game... Yeah. I treated the game in combat the same way. In fact, there's my brother talking to me on a, a, a text right now. And, and uh, he and I would literally fight as if they, we were those guys for real, right? right. So yeah. the first wave comes in and he and I kill the entire first wave and we're both still alive. So then we get everybody else resurrected and they're all up and they're ready to go and get going. And then there's a second wave coming in. We literally, he and I held off eight waves with those two girls healing us and they could not with their entire army get past us and we were killing by the time we were done we had both killed over a hundred people each not a joke yeah. and and we the only reason we lost was a paladin who was a smart paladin he was running up the staircase and had another paladin hit him with his uh, magical shield, which as a, as a death knight, we have this death grip where we can grab you at 30 yards away. Like the guy on the, on the video game for uh, Mortal Kombat, get over here. We had that ability. Yeah. But when they had that on that them, fucking letter geeking them. out right now. Look at him. Right? It would only stop them, totally and they, would, they wouldn't be able to run, but they couldn't pull them back. So I tried yes. to get the guy, and then I popped this anti-magic shell so that nobody could put a magic thing over him, and I ganked him to me. And as soon as he landed in front of me, he popped his, because my magic had disappeared, and he was able to run past me, and I couldn't stop him, and he got in and touched the orb. So you're like, basically, that's like uh, Battleground style, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Full like, on. Uh, I mean, it's player uh, versus yeah. player. Okay, okay. That's all. Yeah. And that's... 
I've, I've never played that one. This is but the one I have I'm played like uh, so play PUBG and uh, what's the other one, babe? Right. Uh, what's the other player versus player? Well, there's a bunch. Kind of... There's EverQuest. There's um, yeah. I'm, the thinking, I'm thinking more like the war game. That's the ones that I played, like PUBG. I mostly. PUBG, and I do. Oh, I, I played that. That's kind of similar. What's I used that? to do the old Skyrim. 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 Skyrim yeah. was fun, right? I used to play that. Love Skyrim. I loved all the oh, songs Skyrim. in there. All the songs from yeah. Skyrim were badass. Um, loved the whole mythos of Skyrim. Um, what was the other what one? What do you guys that, think uh, out there? What do you guys want to see from us? What do you want? Right. What would you like Call to see? Call of Duty. Of leave it in the comments. I used to play Call of Duty first-person shooter games. I used to play Call of Duty. Oh, with yeah, I used to play Call of Duty a little bit. I just don't yeah. have a lot of memory on my phone. Oh, that's so. just fun, dude. On I a tablet, dude. I play so on a tablet. Everything was on a phone my, or a tablet. Yeah, I get like the yeah. four fingers. Or, I've never gotten any. Right. Um, that's the way it is. That's the way it is with World of Warcraft. I have I have four fingers to move, but I also move with my mouse, and then I have the yeah. keyboard for all of the attacks. And then I can put like a micro together where I push one keyboard and I just keep putting the same button and it goes to a different spell yeah. every time and, and it'll just come back around. Right. So that, but I don't use that a lot. Cause I used to, I like to be on the fly what I want to hit them with. So I'm constantly doing this and then moving and, you know, and the way it's set up in that game that no character can block or parry an attack from behind. So, or, and when you're speaking a spell, you have to have visual contact on the person or they break the spell. Yeah. So uh, we would teach hand-to-hand -hand combat and teach people to step through the person they were fighting and turn at the same time so that you're now behind them and they have to turn around. And most people are so linear that they don't move their whole body. They just turn like a robot, right? right. right? Well, you have buttons where you can run, you can, you can strafe. So if you hit the strafe button and the back button at the same time as the turn button the opposite way, your character pivots this way. Right. So oh, it, it not only does it just turn, but it backs up, and then, then when you yeah, get rid of the back, it's kind, it of a, uh, it's kind of a move. It's like a shoot and move away, like lean yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Right. So most people aren't aren't they don't think about three D. They think two D. They're doing this. Those games, dude. I'm telling you, we live in the fifth dimension. Like those right. games, game if they don't show you that, like if they don't get yeah. you to that point, even that, like you don't have to do any drugs. Just go play one of those type of games yeah. where you're in like a holodeck, as you're, yeah. you know character that's where we are like, you know, there, there, was a, there was actually a video game place that opened up in the bay area it was over in walnut creek and there was two they had two simulators that you could do and you would actually go and get in the simulator and one was the mechs where you would get in remember they had these big giant mechs and the guys would drive them inside the head and they had the bodies that would run and arms and everything you saw them all the commercials and cartoons well, you had this game yeah. where you got into this machine and the machine, the whole thing was was movable. So when you were in there, they closed you in and you had full controls around you and the, the whole thing moved. And the, if somebody uh, uh, hit you with a with something, you got an explosion, your whole rig would bounce you in it. You had to wear a seatbelt. Uh, and that was badass. You're inside this thing and you think you're in that mech. And the, and the whole thing is a computer generated on the screen on all sides of you because you're looking out the windows. So when you turn to the left, yeah. you can see what's going on on your left-hand side. And then you could turn and you could see people, oh, you know, really? like I could yeah. run and turn my torso. Really? Like I, I can, can actually go in a car. We're all in a car, right? And they make this game. PUBG is the one that I'm – you can actually throw a fucking grenade from the car into the other car that's chasing yeah. you. I mean, and it that's gets – right? yeah. Like you get into yeah. that place where uh, – what, what do they call that? Uh, um, oh, something wars or something – some kind of battle. It was a tournament. And you're playing with a lot of good, really gamers, right? And we ended yeah. up winning. I mean, we got our asses kicked a lot. We, we've taken third, yep. second. We actually took first, like that end game where everybody, like, you know, there could be only one. 
right? We got yeah. to that place, and it's just through smoke bombs. I, we never did. I got we got our ass kicked every everywhere. Time. We, we, we were hiding because yeah. we, we had them outnumbered. But how it started is we drove in. I think we still got a recording on my well, on well, my gamer page, but we drove in because we know you know you learn you got to have a car, you got to have a vehicle yes. to get around yes. and move fast, right? Yeah. So. We and came in and just we you came into the sure. last players like so. fucking hee-haw, dude, like fucking Dukes of Hazard, dude. We just came in there, drove up, like <laughs> ran over half the team with the car. I got like knocked down, but they, they ended up letting me up. I think Norma died there. It sounds like Halo. 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 Just a teensy bit too soon. That sounds and just like Halo. Is that what was the name of the game you're talking about? Similar to Halo. It's so. called PUBG. But they were paying attention to me, so they oh, got okay. there. So, like, it's like uh, it's purpose. like Call of Duty. Dude. That shit's getting crazy, like the online. Yeah, game. I, I played Call of Duty for a long time, man. Yeah. Oh, there was one scenario that I played with my son. This was so hilarious. Check this out. We, we're going through. First, we went. I think I told you this. Maybe not. First, we were going through, and it was supposed to be somewhere here in America, like Colorado or something. And the Russians yeah. had invaded. They were terrorists or something. They have his bank, and, uh, he, and he called me up and he says, "I can't get into the like damn that. bank. I keep getting killed. I need your help." I said, "Okay." So I went over. Brought my laptop, sat down, and he says, all right, let's go. So we're, we're going in. I said, let's go around back. I said, they, they got the whole front zeroed. They're snipers. Let's make our way around back. They had to have got in some way. So we found a van, and the van was parked in front of the door, and there was a door into the – so there was a back door. So we yeah. go in. He goes, I've been here before. There's another door right here, and when I open the door, I get killed every time. And I said, okay. I walked up to the door, and I stood next to it, prefaced the door, and I said, I want you to open this door, then close it. Yeah. But I just want you to open it and then close it that fast. He goes, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to take a look. So he opens the door and I lean my character in the door and I pop back out. And as I do, I see a guy standing on a staircase right above the door. Right. Yeah. And, and then he shoots and the door closes and he hits the wall right next to me. And I said, okay, do that again. And he opens the door and I lean in and they go, pow. And you see this body go. Shoo. And he goes, how did you do that? And I'm like, Come on, bro. Think room by room. Right. right? So right. that was a fun scenario. So then we get to this. We chase them out of the bank and we get to this building that's round. This was hilarious. I said, all right, I'm going to go left. You go right. He says, all right. I said, we'll meet in the middle. I said, OK. So I'm running. I'm clearing the rooms. I'm going room to room to room to room. Now, remember, we're Navy SEALs and we're in black ops. So we got the hood, right. the goggles, everything, right. black armor, everything. And I get up to this door and I pull out my little camera. And, I, and I'm slipping it under the door to look to the other side. And when I slip it under the door, what do I see? A guy slipping a camera under the door, looking back at me. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I go, oh, right? shit. And You're like up. in that virtual world, right? Which yes. is crazy. Right? Yeah. I go, oh, shit. And he goes, oh, shit. Over the radio, I said, where are you? He says, dude, I'm behind a door and I'm looking through a camera. And there's a dude looking at me with a camera. I said, me too. Wait. Yeah. Open the door. And he goes, are you sure? I said, open the door. He opens the door. We were peeking in at each other. We had cleared the whole place and met at a closed door. And we were both looking underneath the door with a camera going, oh, shit, there's somebody on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that right? funny? Yeah, well, you'll meet <laughs> And it was us. So he opened up the door. And I go, fuck, let's get out of here. Clear? <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, and then uh, did you guys freeze or did I freeze? I think they froze. They froze. Okay. If you can hear me and we're still alive, they froze. They'll be back in a second. It happened to them a minute ago where the Wi-Fi went off and they just came back on and mine does that sometimes. That's why I'm on my phone. Yeah. There, there I can hear them now. Mine goes in and out. And you know, it's it's almost scary because it reminds me All right, of, yeah, it of, happens. We're gonna glitch. It reminds me of Independence Day, the movie ID four. Do you remember they had a pulse? That was it was ticking down and it was making it, it was disrupting all communications. Well, it's and then a few minutes later, it goes yeah. 
And over the course of time, they realized yep. it was winding down and it was the aliens counting down to zero to start annihilating the planet. And here I'm having Wi-Fi that keeps going down. You're having Wi-Fi that keeps going down. They're having Wi-Fi that keeps going down. Now I'm beginning to wonder. Dude, you know, that's crazy <laughs> shit. We need to touch on it. Mine goes in and out. Right it's like fade. So, in thinking? and out. What do you like? Yeah. Think about open up your open up and let allow that in it in. What are you what are you feeling right now from the research you've done? from what's coming through right now because yeah we're we're touching I mean, on a deep subject I will start and I'll say because I do feel like there's some there's, there's some reality there to that and it's happening. scares the shit out of right? me but there's I'm willing to stand up in my fear right, right? I mean that, it's, it. that's almost concerning but now I know that the we're not in the time of of sunspots we're in the time of the sun being uh, diminished Although it's yeah. brighter, we have and we have more heat coming off. Oh, we don't have any of the uh, corona, you know, mass corona ejections. So we don't have any anything sunspots or anything that we have to worry about. Um, so if there is a problem with the communication, it's got to be something else. Yeah. Right. So there is there is something that's I think is disrupting uh, worldwide communication. Of, of correspondence happening right now. I mean, communication should be very well. Everything should be. I mean, as far as communicating, like and the universe and the stars and the way things are aligned, things should be very very smooth. Smooth. And, and that's being and when they dude. Are, I mean, come on. You got You got to go. Fucking. Okay, I'm not gonna say the right. word. I'm not gonna say. What you think I'm going to say, Facebook, YouTube. Right. right. They know what I'm talking but about. If you if say what you think I'm going to say, Facebook. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Please comment. Comment. Yeah, comment how you feel. Yes. Comment how, what you, how you want the show to go. I mean, we're just... We just said, hey, pirate yeah. podcast. Well, you know, and a lot of what's actually going on right now with the Wi-Fi is because Christmas is just a few days away. You have yeah. to yeah. Everybody buying it online. Everybody's out shopping everywhere. And everybody's sliding their card. And that card's yeah. going on the internet to go and get their money. And that slows down and locks down the whole internet. When I was a right. retail manager, right. everything right. would get slow this time of year. But there is some fucking, there's some fuckery going on, Because, too. yes, here's all I think right. It happens too much. Um, with our like these guys have billion dollars of, of, of you know fiber optics and you know, right. why you what you by this time how long has cable been around dude yeah. right how long has internet and that's the same thing and right you're you just getting so access to internet so why are we getting kicked off at all yeah why is this a problem right could it be right. something to do with like outer space or something could that well, have anything we, to do we, we were talking about that the grand possible. solar minimum and there are solar yeah. flares that, that can do that mm -hmm. But right. I think and that there's, okay, this is what we need to understand. There are natural occurrences mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. do affect us. Yes. And that's yes. why I do believe in astronomy yes. and astrology. astrology. I'm not a flat earther, although yeah. I understand what they're, I feel like they're seeing it from a, from this like angle. big picture it's perspective yes. and they're not getting that yet. Like, yes, it's kind of like that, but you're looking at it from you. Like, yeah, they're not quite getting the quantum I don't even like say quantum, but that that kind of like there's no size, there's right. no time and space. You're really just jumping into a different reality, right? And or you're living in different realities. And yeah, I feel like there is a menace here. I feel like there is a menace above just. Uh, I believe a, there's a phantom menace. A phantom. Wow! <laughs> phantom right? menace. I mean, you gotta take like, it back. Another horse. Dude, I'm gonna challenge you one time to never use a movie reference during a whole live stream. Oh, that, I can't. That do that. I can't. Challenge him to the same. I can't. See, I can't do that. I can't do that because I, I point them. Out. I point them out because of what they represent. I know. The truth is that you know in every book and every story and every song. You know that, right? What's that? 
I mean, or that like, would that's like something we would if we were to like take public speaking or it would make us better public speakers to reach more. Because there's some people that are just snobs, dude. They're like, oh, he's using a fucking movie now. I can't <laughs> fucking listen to him now. Those people, uh, those people who are speaking to anyways, right? Those are the people that, that, that they haven't even seen that movie. Oh, there right. it goes. Using a reference. Well, I use movies all the time. Some you know, movie like, that no one's ever seen. Yeah, I use movies all the time. Where I'm, doing, where I'm doing some kind of speaking, and I'm like, <laughs> that's got to sound like overdone sometimes. Like, I overthink it. Like, I, I know I overthink it, but. That's got to be overdone sometimes. Like I, See, the, the I, I watch is, all the great speakers, right? And I look at them, and I know that they use movies. They also yeah. use like you know, and you do that, dude. Yeah. I'm just, yep. I was just giving you shit, but anyway. No, no, I know, I know. Different. That's why I said. That's why I said I couldn't, I could never do that because yeah, I would be, done. yeah, because of who I am, right? But no, I agree with you because there's, you know, and it, and it that is true. It's, it is actually true. The the yeah. way that you speak. Uh, here's an example. All right, I was brought up because of my family. I was brought up as a prince, as an aristocrat. Okay, right. so but not my father was. He was like he was like King Ralph. He was like, okay, these are the things you need to know in certain circles, but don't do this shit in public because right. then they think you're an right. idiot, right? Yeah. So, but it but it does it does pay. People don't realize that even the way that we speak is different when when you're talking to somebody like okay, for instance, uh, uh, Melissa who was in the crowd earlier. I saw her yeah. say hi. Um, she, I talked to her, uh, you know, on messenger. Sometimes we actually voice uh, talk to one another. Yeah. Okay. And she had texted me and I literally had spent the day working with coalitions and talking to them and right. solving problems and getting people to understand that what's going on to calm down. This is part of the plan and be yeah. reactionary. And yes, I know it looks scary, but it's not. Then I start texting her, right. And she to answer her. And she actually answered me, and she'll tell you this in the in the chat if she's still here. She actually messaged me back and said, "This is not Leo. Who am I talking to? Because Leo does not talk like this." And I looked at what she said and laughed and realized. And I looked back at the way I was talking to her. I was speaking to her the exact way that I was speaking to the council, and she right. was like, "That's not Leo at all." So then right. I switched back to, to this way of talking and said. It's actually me. I apologize. I just spent four hours with the coalitions and I was still speaking that way. Like, and you have and to be at yeah. that high level of like mind yeah. mindfulness. Well, see, and and then be able to have that mindfulness, but then be able to project it out and, right. and show yeah. it. And I mean, we all want that gravitas, right? Which I feel like we all yeah. have, but some of us know but how see, to work when, when I'm like this, you know, I'm over yeah. the top, I'm overbearing, I'm loud, I'm yeah. obnoxious, not, I say whatever, I cuss, I laugh. You can't yeah. do that. We're right. dealing with the coalitions. Right, and that's very, not what I want this to be. We are pirates, dude. We don't. No, but what I'm saying is, I understand what you're saying about different places for different yeah. ways of speaking yeah. and, and the way people hear you. And some people yeah. would go, oh, there he goes with the movie references again. And you're absolutely <laughs> there right. There he goes. Yeah, there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, boy. Here, listen to, the, listen to the slave yeah. speak now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I wish I could do that right? sometimes. I don't, you know, I, I, you know, that's just it. I was so ADD for so long. I so did not allow myself to ground in any kind of earthly education, even when it comes to just entertainment that I, you know, I, I can tell you that I do love certain genres maybe, but I can't tell you what artists, I can't tell you their names. I can't tell you what, I can't tell you what movies they are. I can give you maybe a scene that I remembered in it or like a, you know, maybe the name was rememberable for me. So I can say, Hey, it was this movie. But I just, I can't tell you exactly what, you know, I, I, I'm a very, I'm like, a good memory. very person, right? <laughs> like, I just do it. 
And if I can't, if I can't figure it out, and I, I guess this happened mostly when I was younger, because I'm, I'm growing into an understanding of it, right? Um, because I'm like a perfectionist. If I can do it, like after five, six times, unfortunately, draw that. Oh, fuck this shit then. Okay, I, I can't do it, right? So, um, yeah, I didn't take in a lot of the whole exterior things. I've always been a very inside of my brain, inside my mind person, which might seem very self-centered, but I've always been very aware of when I'm talking to someone, how do they feel? I, I, although understand when I'm talking to you, I may not be able to make you feel better. You know, I'm a try. I'm a love you. Yeah. I'm going to be all about like where I'm at right now, but I, as a human being, as a person living right now, trying to help you understand, I may not be able to. And I got to hope that my love is big and strong enough that at least you know I love you, right? And that's kind of just how I've lived my life. I wanted to show you guys something. Because you're not trying to pretend that you're not something. You're not trying to act like you know more than you do. That's why we we're that's talking right. about that. Yeah. Right. You know, you know that's why like, right? I made the quote of uh, Eckhart Tolle when, he, when Eckhart yes. Tolle was with the Dalai Lama and he said, I was never more impressed with the Dalai Lama than when someone asked him a question and he said, I don't know. Right? Right? Because he was, so he was smart enough to, to admit that he didn't know something and didn't try to act like he did, you know? Sorry, Aaron, what were you saying? Yes. Right? No, I just, I wanted to show you guys something because I'm really excited about this channel. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're called After School. And I just and yes, they've got Derek Infinite Waters. You've heard of him, right? The black guy? Derek yes. Infinite Waters. You've seen him, right? And, and dude, he's he's on our side, bro. Well, I want right. to show you guys. I don't yeah. know how long I can show this, but I don't I think that they allow like they have artistic uh freedom. They allow like you to show it. So let me let's see how long we can go on it. But I do want to show it. Just give me a second. It's, it's Still learning how to use this shit. I'm not a techie guy with <laughs> the internet, but I'm, I'm trying. It takes time, brother, and practice. Once you practice it, it becomes easier. Let me wait. It's like an eight-minute video, but I wanted to show it. Yeah, only. Yeah, I got to get the app on here or go ahead and buy another computer because my base unit, for some reason, just have a problem. I got to get a new phone because I think it's my yeah, phone. Yeah, I think we're all right. I ended up getting a phone a year ago, two years ago now. I got this phone almost two years ago. I had to upgrade. This is the, this is a, what is it? It's the LG K92. So it's the, it's the one that's supposed to be like $750, but I got it for like 150 because it was some deal. Yeah. It's the next one down from the Samsung, which is the $1,100 version. The Androids, this is the Android second to the top version. I don't know what this is, but I paid like 200 for it, but I needed a one. The one before that I had, I only paid like five dollars for, but it was a good phone. But this one was just really great. You can see I run the show on this phone, and I can't even do it on my base computer because that hooked up to the wrong internet. Well, it's the Leo and Ariel show. Right? I think it's, I think it's just lagging. He's trying to put the thing up and and he probably dropped himself out for a second. They'll be back. <laughs> no, because like I was saying, oh, my, my Wi-Fi does the same thing. It'll like randomly through the day, it'll like lag, but it has all the bars and it's just being weird. Yeah, mine does that. It'll come up on the screen. I, on the computer, I was watching it. It's on right now, but I, I'm, I'm on Facebook. And all of a sudden, I noticed that it comes up on the screen. You are no longer on the internet. 
you're offline. I'm like, I look at it, it says I have all the bars. I'm like, well, what is that about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did that one time your show was really lag and really bad. I, I, I think it was a show before last or something where your Wi-Fi was really bad. So it's, I think it's everywhere. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Yep. Welcome back. I'm yeah, sometimes and I hate when it does it in the middle of the show, right? Because you, you go down the freezer and, yeah, and you sit there. Yeah, I, went, I did that during the show yesterday um, where my screen froze. And I could still hear everybody. And I looked on the computer on the monitor and everybody was fine, including me, but I couldn't see it. So I actually had to leave and reboot the stream yard and go back into the studio. Uh, to actually have it work. I don't know what happened. It just froze on me. Weird. Mine only does that if I get like a call coming in while I'm on, and then I can't hear what anybody says. Even if I hang up, it messes it up. So I have to exit out and go right back in. Because your microphone gets stuck on the phone call. That happened to me too. I had yeah. to, my brother tried to call, or somebody tried to call yeah. my cell phone, and I hung up and I had no sound. So I had to then leave and go out and come back in. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Just some reassurance your way. Just some reassurance your way, Ivan, because the world has turned into a madhouse. Yes. So let's just breathe and keep calm. The tipping point has arrived, these divers. Prepare yourself emotionally for what's coming. Now, what is a tipping point? It is when you have a series of small changes or incidents which become significant enough to create larger or more important changes. And this is where we have arrived on the planet. Because of this global pandemic, a lot of small things have been happening at a very steady rate. And this has led to a tipping point, and we're seeing it. For example, with the mental health of children all around the world as a psychologist, depression rates are up, anxiety rates are up. In fact, there is even something called COVID anxiety syndrome. That's the tipping point. You see, every, you see everything that we've, that gone, we've through gone through is something else, and we're seeing, and it, we're right seeing it right now. People, People are, now are now starting to say, oh, say, oh my gosh, gosh what, is what is the world, world turning, turning into? into? People were People fast, were fast asleep. asleep. They woke, they woke up, up, and they found themselves in a prison. And right now, we've reached that tipping point where people are like, oh my gosh, we got to do something about this. And this is why it feels like the end. Because what feels like the end is nothing more than a new beginning in disguise. For the butterfly to be born, the caterpillar has to die. What's happening, Betsy? Mm. And we have to embrace this new beginning and not see it as the end, but of transformation as this and what can choose what we become in this situation as we learn from everything that has been happening one never take your freedoms for granted two don't yourself pay attention to what's happening otherwise you just might wake up in 1984 <laughs> three 
the power is with the people. It will be. Is full, have been divided. Now people are starting. Because of this, we need to connect with our soul family, our tribe. We need to put aside our differences of religion, race, ethnicity, nationality, because we are all in this together. You see, people who run this matrix or entities, that's better, who run this matrix, they all work together and they all work in cahoots with each other. All the governments all around the world work together because it's the one force that is controlling humanity. And now people are starting to wake up because of this tipping point to say, wait a minute, let's put aside our differences, our egos, and let's come together. And what you're seeing all around the world is people standing up for their freedoms, standing up for the freedoms of their children, coming together, and it's beautiful. In a world of seven-point people, nobody should be alone. Mm. Should be isolated. Slow motion is starting to make sense. The tipping, prepare yourself for what's coming. That was pretty intense. Good shit. Now Aaron's freezing. Am I frozen or are you guys frozen? <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good now. I know that took a little zoom yeah, drag good. on the internet. Hold on. Well, let me okay. turn this well, off. Aerial camera frozen. Yeah, it is frozen. Are you frozen, Leo? There we go. No, I'm not, but you are. Can you see me moving? Yeah, I can no, see you're you. Good can you Leo's good. You're just the only one frozen. Is that better? So what do you guys think about that? What do you all think about that out there? Well, I can see your, I can see your face, leads. but you're not moving, Ariel, but I can still hear you. So, yeah, so Aaron, that was good shit because he's like right on it, bro. Right on it. Yeah, right? check out That's After School, perfect. man. You'd love all of that. Yeah, after really School, that, that, that guy, is a, he's an artist. And he even says, if you want to use my art, you can, you can go ahead and use it. If you want to use any of these videos to chop up and do whatever you want with it, do, go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and dude, he, he does that great stories that you you know, like there's Miguel. There's a lot of things. Depend your perspectives in here in the house. You can actually bring everything that's happening into a singular, and you go, oh wow, hang on, it really does all. I'm gonna all kick you happening. out if you want to come back it's, in. It's just go ahead and come back in, all right? And they do that. They there do you? that really well. Yeah, she was. She we could hear her voice, but she was when she was on. But she was frozen, so she needs. I think she needs to come back in. So Ariel, if you're out there, come just come back in. <laughs> I know you know, and and make, you know, Mike's right. The problem with people coming together is that they tend to go to the minimum when when in common. Uh, and you know what? That's kind of right. Also says people prepare yourself emotionally. To prepare yourself yes, emotionally, emotionally because you're going to see some right? things that are not like as, as we already have. And you have to be able to step However, I feel like we are going to see some things that are dark, very right. dark. We may experience them right in our face. Yeah, you know, you know and we need, we need to prepare for you guys knew, 
if you guys knew everything that I know and that we don't tell, because it sounds so insane, the stuff when, right. if I tell yeah. you the stuff that I know that's going on, that has gone on, it sounds so crazy and foreign. People already would listen yeah you're right. for whatever reason your camera was frozen and uh, now you're fine and we can hear you fine so he just was like I look I'm gonna, I'm gonna boot you come back in just come back in so but the the scary thing is you know that, that when it comes to these atrocities when you tell people about what it is that the rich and the elite are actually doing they don't want to hear any part of it and they say, and, and it used to be it used to be if you were talking if you were talking about ufos then you were a kook and nowadays you can talk about that because the government's rolling it out but if you talk about that that pizza thing right that they had going on then they don't want to hear about it. Yeah, well, see, and that's just it. I see it this way. Um, many people, many, 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 many of us as human beings want to be rich and famous, right? And we gain ideology and we, we, we love, and like, 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 you know, all these artists, you know, where they came from you. And I find that fucking magical and beautiful. And I love that. However, I can see where, at least in my brain, and I know how humans work, that could become a problem, right? Because now that's what I'm, I'm, I'm um, that's my expectation. That's, that's the whole, that's the, I don't know how you act right now because I'm having a couple of conversations in my head. Sorry. Yeah, you're getting right? some advice. You're getting, you're channeling some advice and it's really conflicting with your old lower <laughs> no, well, yeah. self going, nope, I'm not fucking doing it. I know. I know that. Well, no, you let it go outside of yourself when things come in, right? Whether it's subconsciously, whether it's your inter interactions with people. And, and I still, I still, to this day, struggle with letting my feelings go and just react before I've actually heard what someone has to say. You've just sparked my feelings, and now, oh, that's what it is. This is what's happening. And ah! I'm guilty of that too, Norma. I'm guilty of that. I think it's a woman right? thing. But really, they're just trying. They're trying in their way to act out all their things for you to hear, so that you can get it, so you can understand. And if you can step outside of your own angst for a minute when you're listening to people, not to say that you need to let people just verbally beat your ass. However, listen, listen to what they're saying. Can you step outside of your feelings for a minute? Here, what is this person is saying? I prefer just Is this person the, really yeah, trying to beat you up or do they have no other way of expressing what Hold on, this motherfucker just came up. Look, we got a surprise guest. Yes, and how we got a surprise you? host, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Michael showed up. What's up, brother? <laughs> uh, just uh, dealing with a sunburn on the beach. I couldn't walk all day because I just burned the fuck out of my legs. But anyway, oh, I feel so bad uh, for you, dude. I'm so sorry that you got to spend time on the beach and got burnt. Oh, right? my God. I know it's a right? beautiful life, isn't it, Aaron? Did you, did you have a margarita yeah. to fucking soothe your troubles? Which is, which is why you guys can't see my forest behind me because I'm, I'm away from my uh, natural forest and environment and everything else. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a tough right. good, bro. You're looking healthy, right. looking fucking strong. Yeah, got some sun. You can see it in his face there, yeah? Yep. Yep, you can probably see it on my arms, too. I'm wearing a jacket because just the, the night air was hell on my arms um, yep. because I feel everything. So yep. I do dislike I remember part. those days. I don't do that anymore, but I remember those days when I get burnt and you got to put a jacket on because it's just burning and cold at the same time on your skin. Yes. And that's just not good feeling, man. You're on a jacket in the house. Yeah. 
We're all there. Um, I just wanted to comment on the listening thing. Yeah, if somebody's bitching at me, I'll just shut them off. Why? Because fuck them. Um, right. But uh, yeah, listening. A lot of times people will be saying something and you'll be in the middle of a debate. And and this is actually a psychological constant. It's something that we need to try and get away from. We always start to get our, our defensive position debate position and we're already thinking about what we're going to say and we don't actually yes. integrate what the others are saying and so what we end up saying is right yep. halfway off because we only caught the beginning of it and maybe they did something towards the end of the conversation that actually matched some of the things that we were saying but we didn't even listen to it because we were already programming or processing yeah. our responses yeah. before yeah and if you allow your emotions to take over your reactions you will always be reacting badly right um, yeah. So preferably yeah. use your mind instead of your emotions because emotional right. shit gets you all. Well, get a handle on your emotions because we have emotions. Right. But get right. a handle on your emotions so when you see the kind of shit that comes down, because we're going to see some shit, y'all. I mean, we're going to see some shit that's natural and then we're going to see some shit that's forced because we know we're on a natural path to ascension. That that really is something that's happening. It's happening no matter what. And we are on a path to grow. And, and, and there's some other forces, we call them the dark brotherhood sometimes, call them the darkness, the void, you know, the, those who to only cause trouble, right? Um, sometimes they go unnamed, right. like you can't speak of them, like George Soros and Bill Gates. Mike Bloomberg. Fucking, yeah. You know, the right. Rothschilds. You can, you can name the No, those people are real. I'm sorry, they're fucking psycho. They're real. And these are these are dark forces that are continue the Koch brothers. I'm gonna sorry if they come up. I'm gonna say them, you know, right? Because <laughs> we say they all the time, and we don't actually put a name to it, and we do. Who Look is at they? Epstein yeah, see, the, the thing is this: that we don't know the names of half the motherfuckers that are controlling the Soros, right. the Rothschilds, no, and the, right. The, right, 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 because they those have somebody else in charge of them, telling them the what to right. do. And so yeah. we don't even know those those uh, sacks of shit. I mean, the swamp right. is deep and wide, and we yeah. only had the beginning of it. We had to start draining the, the water out so we can see all the scum right. at the fucking bottom. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's where we're at. And this is kind of like uh, what the Mayan were telling us about. We had uh, the end of one cycle in 2012. We had the nine. That was Bakhtun 2012. And now well, we're moving to Bakhtun 13. Yeah. And, and there I'm was. I'm going to stop a, you for one second. I got to take a piss. And I want to go have a smoke. Hold on one second. Hold your thought. Don't forget it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna get off of here, and then I'll come back on here in about ten minutes. But you guys can keep going, Please keep going, please. So what I, I got to take a party. We we were in the middle of a transition between the last 2012 and yeah. next one, uh, having the largest uh, transformations between 2014 and 2016 to find out right. which big wheel. We would be getting onto, and if yeah. humanity went dark and went negative, we'd be on that negative twenty-five thousand-year wheel, and we wouldn't make it. However, um, it's a battle, yeah. and the end of that transition phase was twenty nineteen. So, what happened in twenty twenty? Life changed. Everything changed. Why? Yeah. Because it's us seeing the evil, so we can finally confront it. And the problem yeah. is, a lot of people, just like in in you know Revelations was telling us, a lot of people are going to be sucked into the beast system. And they're going to enjoy the beast system. And they're going to think it's great. And so they stand in line in, in frigid uh, temperatures for hours on end to get yep. something shoved up their nose because somebody told them they had to. Right. Persons. We talked about that in, in a lot of details yesterday on that webinar. It was started 
at seven o'clock in the morning. I went until 7.30 p.m. last night and we had many speakers. I was one of them. We talked about just that, that literally, according to the Aborigines, uh, all our Aboriginals, the Hopi and the uh, Aborigines in America and North America and the ones uh, everywhere around the world, <clears throat> the cycle is we have, the, we have a three-year cycle. And this was the reason they did this was they were told by the Aborigines in Australia, this is Stephen and Evan Strong, and Stephen uh, is um, like one quarter Aboriginal or one half Aboriginal. And he doesn't look, he looks more white, but he is. Uh, and they were told that they were supposed to do this ritual on their summer solstice, which is our winter solstice, just happened. So they did, had to do the ceremony for three years in a row, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Okay. And th that was activating the, by, by this time next year, anyone who hasn't made a choice is going to be in trouble because you have to make a choice between now and then. And that's when the split starts to happen. So they're going to well, do it. Well, I made my choice about four years ago. So they I made mine a long time before that, brother. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, even when I was talking about earlier playing a video game, I play World of Warcraft. And I have, all, I have characters that are on the Horde side, which is supposed to be the evil side. And I've only played maybe a total of four hours on the horse, the Horde side in, in 12 years. And that's just in, in my mind. I, I equate the Horde with the itself. So I equate the Alliance with in service to others because the Alliance are the Care Bear. It's the humans, the dwarfs, the elves. It's the, all the Care Bear people. So I, I associate with that. I wanted to play the Horde characters hardly ever because in my mind, that's still, that's still programming to me. If I'm on the Horde side, I'm being programmed with all the Horde shit. And this game gets into your head to where you play it. You have, you have dreams about it. It is so virtually real that it gets into your head and you start dreaming about your characters. Right? Well, like so Dragons, uh, back in college, I was set up with a, a Druid, uh, sorry, a Drow character, which is the uh, the Dark Elves, right? Um, yeah. That was a dungeon master that set, uh, set that up, but he was, uh, he was down some dark fucking corridors. And so he wanted me, knowing that I was a Christian, he wanted me to, to assume the Drow, which are the most evil elves that you can get. And so what I did is I set up my, my character as a rebel drow, which meant even though I was an evil drow race, I was a good Christian drow. So, you know, it's good for you. Good I, even, for you, I even flipped around on that. Why? Yeah, because you couldn't, you couldn't bend because it's a character. It's you. So you couldn't bend to that. I couldn't either. The best that I could play was an undead um, human who was a death knight. But I also chose, what happens is as a death knight, when you go through death knight school, they resurrect your body and you're undead. You're sent by the lich king, who's the evil king. You're sent to go and kill these people at, at a church, take over the church, and you rebel. Or, or you don't. You choose sides after the battle. You can choose the horde or the alliance. I have always chose the horde with every single death knight character that I've <laughs> And created four of them and they're all i ended up being uh, sworn to the allegiance uh, to the alliance and fighting against the great evil and we, we, with that character same thing like you said i i couldn't it's my morals i couldn't become pure evil can't do it refuse so when i found out oh, about death Knight, I, would, I didn't want to play it and they said no you get to choose which side you're on either either the horde or the alliance i said okay i'll tell you i'll do a death knight then and i'm going to choose the alliance and i have i don't have any death knights on the Horde side at all. I only have other characters that I play every now and then. Did you ever um, play Diablo? Oh God, yeah. I played that before it was on the computer. Uh, I played that on the on the uh, on the Nintendo first when they had 
because uh, Blizzard uh, made that. And they also made uh, World of Warcraft. And they also did uh, the, the uh, um, Lost Vikings. I played the Lost Vikings way back in the day. In fact, that's where I get Olaf from with my email address. That's one of my nicknames because I looked like Olaf the Stout. I had a buddy of mine who looked just like Belog the Fierce. And we had another buddy with red hair who whose name was Eric. And so he looked like Eric the Swift. So we got these nicknames from everybody. I became Olaf the Stout. He became Belog, Beliog the Fierce, and he became Eric the Swift. And we and so I actually have a screenshot from World of Warcraft out in the middle of the desert. Up on this plateau, there was a little city that was put together, a, a little makeshift. And I went there one day, and guess who was standing there? Because Blizzard does this. Olaf the Stout, Belog the Fierce, and Eric the Swift were standing around a campfire. And I stood in front of them and took a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> my well, you look more like Odin, though, Leo. <laughs> well, these days I do, right? These days I do. You know what's funny is I, on my back, on one shoulder, I have tattooed. On this shoulder over here, I have a tattoo that is that is done as the Viking god with the helmet with wings, not horns, wings. And the artist used my face to put in there, and he and he gave me a beard and a mustache, and gave me just a slight because he was Asian. He gave me a slight Mongol look to me. And on the other side, I had my wife tattooed on the shoulder with a viking helmet and when people look at it i've had people look at it and go that's exactly the way i think the god and goddess should look and i'm like that's me and my wife dude yeah. <laughs> we're, we're divorced the, now, the but... wings on the on the hat that was the original thor right yes yes before chris hemsworth yes. came and then i have and then i have here on my arm i don't know if you can see it this is let me get in the camera shot here um i'd have to show you a picture of it that's actually a thor's hammer in a celtic knot it has, I love the, it. it has the two dogs coming up like this, facing each other, the heads at the top, awesome. and their ears are just pointed, sticking up. This is their ears that are pointing here, and the dogs. And then in here, in the middle, is a, and I'm going off camera again, is a Thor's hammer, and Odin's face is on the top of the hammer, and his mustache is the strings that are wrapped around, and it goes, the entire Celtic knot is his mustache and beard all the way around it. And, uh, and the dogs come up over his head, and they face each other right there. Then on my right leg, I have a Thor's hammer this big that goes almost from my knee to my ankle tattooed on the, on, on this leg. I have uh, Odin tattooed and he has the one eye and he's got the birds, the blackbirds on his shoulders. And one's looking into the future and one's looking into the past. And it's a sideways view of him standing like this, looking at you, holding his shield uh, and his sword. And the birds are on his shoulders. So it's kind of more like this. And he's looking this way. How old were uh, you when and, you got those tattoos, Leo? Um. The, the one, the two on my legs, I was 32, 33, somewhere around there when I got those. Uh, the, the ones on my back were just after that, I think. Most of the stuff I got was from, like, the over here I got this guy. Under here is the is actually the angel of death underneath the, the bird, but it's an eagle. And I got it covered up in the mountain range that's right here is Mount Diablo. Uh, that's a mountain uh, down in the San Francisco Bay Area. It was actually butted up against the city I grew up in. So I had Mount Diablo tattooed underneath it, the eagles flying above Mount Diablo. And then I have the Celtic knotwork, the, the shamrock with the Celtic knotwork. Um, and then I got the the pentacle done in stone. And then of course, of course, every Irishman has to have the Jolly Roger or the, the mulligan. And then of course I have the Jolly Roger tattooed there. And then I have a green man that's about this big right in the middle of my back. And at the base of my neck, I have uh, the uh, biohazard symbol right at the yeah. base of my neck. Uh, tattooed um and then i have all a black... kinds of symbols leo let me tell you yeah and then i have a black three-leaf clover tattooed over my heart and that's a ira tattoo that's why i have the also Ooh. the irish stuff. 
right? So those are those are my those are the Irish tattoos and the mul the mulligan and the, all the other ones. Those are all Celtic, so those are all my IRA tattoos. I, I walk into a bar at the pub in San Francisco uh, with a buddy of mine uh, who was also Irish, and the, there was lines to the bar, ten deep up to the bar. And I looked up to the bartender and I pulled my shirt down and showed her my black shamrock over my heart. And then I put two fingers up and she walked over and put her hand on the, on the Guinness. And I said, yeah, she actually poured two Guinness and I handed a $20 bill to somebody and said, hand this to the lady up front. And they passed the money up and she says, hand these back to those guys. And they're like, why the fuck do they get served and we don't? And the bartender said, put your fucking hole or you're getting thrown out. Well, I'm getting my first tattoo next no, the week after next. So I'm kind of like paranoid about that because I'm 34. Yeah, I don't need needles. Well, you know, it's, it's, what are you going to get? And where are you going to get it? You're you're going to you're going to sign. No, 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 don't don't go there. Uh, I, you, I, I can't I can't expose where I'm getting it, but that's okay. yeah, that's anyway, okay. Uh, what happens is that the tattoos are something that you you are um, emblazoning your your preferences onto your own reality. In your case, uh, the fact that it's Viking, uh, Irish and Celtic, you can't get very far away from that because that's your essence in and of itself. Right. Uh, but, but the thing, the thing is that, that you're, you're tying yourself into those spiritual bases and you yep. got to be very careful in what spiritual bases you're tying yourself to uh, yep. because Remember, tattoos are for life. You know, yeah, you can take them off and everything else, but your your body's marked. And so I would prefer. But it's still it's still engraved in there. Things. Scar tissue. So I agree. So I always tell somebody when they're going to get a tattoo, make sure that it's something that you want that energy to exist with you. Because Mike is right. Yeah, it's real. It's on your body. It changes your energy, and it has. So you you have to understand it's forever. So, well, so make sure you're going to. You know, was as far as like tolerating the pain and all that. It wasn't a deep ah, question. Hell, that's, no, that's, no, you know what happens? So, minimal and it goes away after you're done. <clears throat> once they start, once they start going, the initial part uh, is a is a shock to your system and your skin. Okay, and they start doing it. What they'll do is they the gun scares you just from the sound, and so usually they'll go eh, and do a dot so you feel what it feels like. You're going to have different areas depending on your body where it is. There's different areas that are more. Uh, uh, painful yeah. in a tattoo because it's more sensitive than others. Okay. So, but what happens is when they first start tattooing you, they're only going to do the outline before they do all the detail. And when they do that, when they're covering the outline, what happens is your body kicks endorphins into, into the areas because you're being wounded. So your body is trying to tell you I'm being wounded. And, but then you're like, yes, I know because I'm getting a tattoo. So after a couple of minutes, your body kicks out the endorphins that go along with the fight or flight mechanism in your body and it actually will start to numb your skin because you're telling yourself i have to tolerate this i'm aware of the pain and it doesn't do me any good because i'm doing this on purpose and then your your whole body will actually in that area will it'll numb itself and you'll only every now and then when they hit a nerve in the skin you'll actually feel the nerve and you'll go oh that hurt but then now it doesn't hurt so you just have to tell yourself that yeah it's gonna hurt it's gonna be scary in the beginning if you want to know what it feels like, take a, a rubber band and put it on your skin, right? A big one like this one here and snap it on yourself. You want to feel like what it feels like to get a tattoo, grab a, a rubber band and snap it on yourself. And that pain that you feel is what you're going to feel from the needle of getting the tattoo. So do that two or three times in a row and then stop. And then Ryan, you go, okay. A little bit of, a, a little bit of anesthesia. I mean, there is, there is a cheap one. It's called liquor. 
And, you know, make sure you have the right thing before you get drunk. Don't just go in there. You got to be sober in order to get it. They do have aspirin cream you can I mean, put on top. You need to be sober when it's what you want. I feel like I was drunk and I, I got a little fucking tattoo. You know? Little fucking <laughs> I've never seen anything. Like, like, you can't see it's all blended together. I only get one because I'm not into tattoos, dude. I like if I had money, I'd be fully sleeved. I'd have tattoos. Yeah, pretty good. If I, if I had money, I, I would have it cost me about 150 bucks, and it's like that big. It, you know what? That's about the going price. To start with, you walk in the yeah. door, they're 80 bucks just to have them look at you and start tattooing you. So if you're only yeah. paying for 150 dollars, and it's you know something that, that you know, I got lucky because I knew like people. Pine Jack. What's your favorite? What's your favorite alcohol? Some places they won't let you do yeah, that, bro. Some, some you sure. can't get um, an alcohol to come in here. I like wine and tequila. No, you I did. You like wine? Okay, wine. Okay. So have like two glasses of wine. Chew some gum because apparently it's illegal if you go in there when you're drinking. Well, it depends on what state you're in. We all yeah, know there's many sailors that are when they're drinking, they've got plenty of tattoos. That's why that's why they stop it. Well, that's why they because everybody gets drunk and gets a tattoo, and the next day they wake up and they're going, yeah, Why it, the fuck did I still, get I'm telling you, yeah. it still happens. I'm telling you, they're still gonna give you a tattoo unless you're like and falling on the floor. If you're being cash, no, Aaron's right, you got cash, you're gonna do your tattoo. Make sure you eat food beforehand because if you don't have enough food in your system, what happens is it also snaps you. So make sure you have Don't get a fucking tattoo. That's it. Just don't get one. I got one of my friends going with me because I told him, like, I've never done this before. I don't like needles, but I'm committed to it, so I'm going to do it. Just make sure you eat before you be fine. Is this your first tattoo? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a drink. But yeah, so I'm like Aaron. I'm you don't realize you, I had a on my first tattoo, and my only I'm tattoo. Lightweight too. I, after like two or three glasses oh, of wine, like or whatever the fuck your wine snobby <laughs> ass drinks, and then yeah. going. Except, to, we, oh, angels oh, wings have a lot of details to them. And, 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 and here's the thing. Well, right? the thing they're out. doing the outline first. Yes. And I would see if I can tolerate it. Yeah. And then yeah. once I can I mean, tolerate yes. it, then they're going to go gonna in and they're going to be like the details of it. They're going to do a print yeah. and they're going to put ink on you and they're going to they're yep. put it right with it where they need to follow it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll actually they'll draw it up on this on this uh, almost like a paper vellum. And it's a needle that's and like three feet it long, you and it goes through your arm. And they'll have purple ink that is the tattoo and then they'll I trace know. that and tattoo that. It's a needle yeah. that oscillates and goes like this. It just goes really yeah, they're, fast. They're depending. It's, it's sometimes two or three, sometimes eight. four needles. I'm just, I, I mean, that's what it is. Like, you understand. That's, that's the whole point. If you're feeling they the pain tip. now, don't do it because the real pain is going to be worse. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that's not right? it. It's the fact of the matter that I want to do it, but it can't hurt worse than childbirth because I pushed out my nine pound child. Have you ever been to Have you ever sat in a tattoo but Ariel, have you ever sat in a tattoo parlor for any length of time? Yeah, um, I've mean, gone with friends, and I've went. I've been to a tattoo parlor when I got my tongue pierced, and um, but I took that out years ago. But um, I've been a couple times. Yeah. Well, the reason I was asking is because the the whole ambiance of that when they turn the gun on, because the needles move as fast as it does with electricity, it ionizes the air, and it has a certain scent. You can smell the ozone in the yeah. air. It creates ozone. I right? like the so smell can, of it, though. I'm so weird. I like the smell. Like, yeah. See, that's why people get addicted to a tattoo. 
So you go and you get your first tattoo, and if you're one of those people, then you'll get addicted to it because you go in there and you smell the ozone yeah. and the tattoo hurts. That's what and the whole like heroin addicts, you know, they like right. that flash. They call the flashpoint. So that when yep. they when they stick themselves with the heroin, they like that yep. more than the high. I mean, they love the high, of course, but they wouldn't keep coming back. Right, right. It's like going to be on deal. like a bone, they and like the rest of it is going to be right? like on fatty tissue. I guess you could say. I didn't know that. But so they say I the bone hurts. Yes. The bone, if, it, if you have no meat in their tattooing, that hurts worse than it does when you have meat on your bones. Yeah. Well, I got plenty so of meat. The issue. Yeah. Right? The issue is a location. Yeah. This tattoo right here was yeah, probably Julie, the most painful that I got. Look what Julie said. She said, Julie said, my last session was about three hours, not my first. My, the one five. that I did on my first back, I did a five hours ago. I passed out about halfway through <laughs> outline. You must have had a big one, like <laughs> around the bone. <laughs> After I didn't. I actually went. Really I got. I have a green. Time. I got the green man yeah, tattooed on my back. Like, really? Well, so it's already like, in the process because I already put the deposit on it. I had to put a deposit on it. They have to do I it think, here. Well, I, I think I'm going to pay for like a tribal tattoo. We're going straight to fucking Tahiti, or um, we're going to the Maori. I want to get one of those done with the stick on you, and like a chisel. Looks like you're being sculpted, dude. Yeah, exactly. They just tap it. I want to get yeah, one of those. That's badass, that bro. Yeah. That is badass. I want to get one of those. Y'all are some funky I, motherfuckers. I, I know. There's plenty of Polynesian <laughs> I, I had it was bad you, enough. You, I got one of those summertime tattoos. You know, do we put the shit on there? That was bad enough. And good thing I got 15 tattoos, brother. And I would love to have more. A buddy of mine had at last count. He had 87 tattoos, bro. Oh my god. See, I like you tattoos. Like I said, I haven't been, in, I haven't wanted one, but now I do. And like I said, I've already put the deposit down. We've had to, you have to make um, appointments now because of COVID. Yeah. And they had to push it back at one time because they had COVID exposure. So I was supposed to get it technically last week, but um, um, go up to so what you did. Do you have it online? I was surprised the fact that she got a first tattoo when she was seventy-one. I mean, yeah, that could happen. Up, yeah. Yeah. Still, why? Yeah. You, you made it to seventy-one without not? Why not? I Right? Why not? There's still time to live, man. Tattoo it up, baby. Hell yeah! Fuck I'm, 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 I'm getting a goddamn tattoo. So you know what? The, like, like, Aaron, the first one that I got like three more already. I'm gonna get. So I already got that one. You'll either once you get your first one, you'll either go through with it and you'll keep getting more because you'll get addicted because that's what a lot of us do, or you'll get the first one and go, I'm good, I don't want any more. That's what'll happen. Yeah, I was like, like, more evil, evil. Yeah, I lost, I lost focus on that. It was only cool when I was drinking, dude. And I got a big tax return that year. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like 21, dude. 21 with a fucking big tax return. What do you think that money goes? Like to right. most, like it just goes to strip clubs yeah. and fucking right. My first tattoo, I was 18. And I figured I, I had to spend it on some kind of investment that was gonna stick around. And not yeah. just beer, so you know, I went and got a tattoo when I was drinking beer at the strip club. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I, I literally 18 years old, I got my first tattoo. 19, I got my second tattoo. 20, I got the first tattoo covered up with the eagle I showed you. Uh, and uh, then after that, I, I realized that the I wish I hadn't covered it up now, but at the time, I was the young GQ uh, Republican American wearing a suit and a tie and having the angel of oh, death God. tattooed on your arm with a bloody sword <laughs> pointing at you with, dri with blood sure. dripping off okay. it wasn't exactly a cool Whoa. thing for management to have on their body. Well, so I had the, to get the that covered up. You just covered it up. You didn't eliminate it, Leo. 
You still got that movie called Where's Wearing a Peace Sign on his Yeah, but mine's going to be hidden, so nobody's going to see it. So I'm good there. Wait, hold on, because now I got my camera up here. Now Leo froze. Yeah, it's because my, my camera screwed up because I hit the damn button. There we go. Oh, there you I go. Opened, I ended up opening. Hold on. Oh, he's gone. He'll be back. He'll be he'll be back. I'm the Where's Norma, Aaron? Uh, she is talking to my daughter. She's oh. giving her some motherly advice because they're going through some, you know, young love, some teenage, they're not teenagers. It's like 20s. <laughs> angst you know we're like oh my god i feel like i should be like in a romantic situation with you right now and i'm not and it's just not pleasing to me you know they they, they have to fucking it's got to be a movie to them it can't be like real fucking love like real love is just like what we're experiencing right now without you know the sex but yeah of course of course but real love is like it's yeah. like it is right now like we're talking like this is how it has to be to sustain a relationship, at least in my book. I've been together with Norma for 15 fucking years, dude. And that's yeah. the longest relationship I've ever been in. And she'll right. kill me for saying that I didn't get married. That's why I'm still together. But, you know, I got ruined from one marriage. I was smart enough, just like getting a tattoo. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want another one. This is See, cool. I was smart enough. You got to be honest and open with your, with your partner about everything. <sighs> And you can't be stuck in your ways right. about certain things. You Always have to, to go outside uh, of your block. Here comes Norma. See, look, here's my backup. Look, I'm in the middle of the sausage fest right now. fucking leather biker jacket, dude. Doesn't she look sexy? Look at that. She's all biker chicked out. I got married when I was 24 or 22. Shouldn't have done it. Ended up divorced. Uh, then, then I was stupid enough to to get married back in 2013, and I'm still married oh, yeah. to her. But yeah. we've been separated since 2016. <laughs> I got married when I was 16, 19, and I was divorced by I was 19. Yeah, I was married in 18, in 95. No, started early. You know what? I'm going to tell you out there, kids. Start early, and then you can retire early. And, and then you know what? But I say that. And guess what? I'm still fucking being a parent. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like that's right. You know what? It it's harder suck. when they're adults, right? And they, they fucking know how to experiences, and they yeah. Get, and you know what? And own, own but they get to this point where, like, when you're in your 20s, I am like, in, in my fifties. My kids will be in their twenties, so I can I can be one of those free older yeah. ladies. Like I couldn't think about having a kid right now. Like having a child right now at this age. Fuck yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm fifty-four. Okay, I'm gonna be somewhat free because I want to have an older man with me. So. We'll go to bingo together and all that fun stuff. Yeah. She said, we'll go to You go to bingo? We don't even have bingo here, man. That's hilarious. Bingo. I love bingo together. Bingo is awesome. Yeah. You sound like an old... When I'm 50, he'll be like 70. So, yeah. And then we're going to have the 4 o'clock... What do they call that? 4 o'clock fucking um, buffet. Right, yeah, yeah. 4 o'clock buffet. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be a geriatric buffet because certain people like can have food. certain food after a certain time of day because it messes up their stomach. So you're going to have a geriatric uh, lunch with yeah, some gotta... fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it kosher? Is it kosher? 
<laughs> I gotta open up my vitamins. Let me take my vitamins. Can you guys saw me earlier? Did you see me when I grabbed this and threw it back? I I forgot to take my pills today, and they were in my pocket. And I'm almost talking to you guys about what and took my pills. I had blood pressure pill in there. I have a diabetic yeah, pill in there. Yeah. That's like yeah. when I get to the point to where I have to take a bunch of pills on a certain schedule. Please kill me. No. Well, you know, I, I only take three pills that are actually prescribed. Everything <laughs> else I take, I prescribe myself. So it's all natural uh, stuff. But yeah, you know, well, I, do I prefer the self-medication thing myself. The self-medication is always good. You see, and that's right? what I've been doing the last five years since my doctor died. Natural, what I'm doing. Like I just, I'll eat what I got to eat and do what I got to do. And I'm, I'm not doing it right yet. Exactly. I most definitely seem to have some sort of issue with drinking enough water. Like when the fuck is enough enough? Anyway, oh, yeah. um, and then, you know, eating properly. I'm more of a, like, okay. I'll do a meal, but I can only eat like a quarter of that meal, right? Like it's delicious. I love food. Don't get me wrong. Like when you sit me down with a meal, I, can, I like, I like eat like a bird, right? So more like a muncher. I need snacks throughout the day and I don't do that a lot. So I see where that self-care is like a big, right? You, you do got to understand how your body works. My metabolism is very, very My thing is like, I, I only eat a whole lot at one time. It's little bits and, and quickly released, right? And so yeah. other people, it's different. But anyway, I kind of lost my train of thought because I was trying to listen to you and then I- Well, I only eat like more. two meals a day, but I, I I don't do anything. I just like sit in my house yeah. and go nuts. So I don't really yeah. do anything. So, you know, I, I'm, I, but I, I, like I said, I don't eat that much. So I don't know. Well, yeah, because so, well, if you don't do okay, it, it's not so going to eat metabolism. And so you know that when you're getting in your nutrients, your body's going to hold on to those nutrients, right? You're you're okay with that. It takes it. it you, you take your time yeah. metabolizing and, and working with it, and that's great. And movement, dude, you don't have to come up with some exercise routine. Simply be a silly you, right? When you grab your broom and you're singing a song and you're just being a silly you, know that's that you're moving your muscles. Just be aware of what you're doing. Right? Look at Kathy. Look what Kathy song. just said. That's okay. Kat, I got to set this up. So Kathy is a moderator. She's been a moderator for a couple of years. You guys were talking about tattoos. She said, my favorite is the lips on my ass cheek. Oh, my God. That, well, I got rock you know how many, you know how many women that I know of that have a tattoo of lips on their ass cheek? What's that? It's going to be close, but it's not going to be on my ass. Women, I know a lot of women that get lip, lips tattooed on their ass. And you know what's funny is I've always been that guy when someone says, kiss my ass, I'm like, bear it, right? And so women who do that, they'll be like, I, I'm telling you, I got to stop you to kiss. If you yeah. have a tattoo on your ass of lips, That's I will put my lips on that tattoo and kiss Because any woman who's going to give me their ass cheek and let me kiss it, I'll do it for free. They don't have to have that tattoo on there. But if they do, I'll kiss that actual tattoo so they can laugh. Hey, ladies, I said, kiss my ass. Hey, ladies. <laughs> out there. Well, see, mine's not going to be on my ass. Mine's going to be south of the border. Is it going to be south of the border? Yeah. So it's going to be right in your pelvic area? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I was convinced to get a few of my tattoos. And, and it's not that I hate any of them, but most of them are kind of, uh. And yeah, I was actually convinced by my ex-husband <laughs> to get a banner on my bum, which is cool. It though. looks like great. Dude. It but looks like. Why am I calling myself? What the fuck right is now? that? Okay, first time I saw right? her ass, I'm like, 
Like seriously. Is that a fucking grapes of wrath or what is it? Like a grapes. <laughs> and most of grapes I paid for zero tattoos. And she's like, that's yeah. not grapes. Yeah. Don't you do it? All right. Hold on. Five I'll be right back. My mother just came yeah. in. I got to go and, and help her. I'll be right back. You got it, man. Yes. I've already got mine picked out, and it it's going to be specific to a certain uh, opportunity in my life. So I have no issue, you know, or regrets about getting it. It's just the fact of the matter of the pain. See, no, for me, it's just that they're ugly now, and like I can't like just go back. Because all that ink like, hey, blots out. It blots out. It was done at home. I was someone's like you know tester bunny. I guess that's the only reason it bothers me because they are all they're not terrible. They're just not good, right? And especially my booty. Like, why the fuck do I want my own nickname on my butt? It's weird. <laughs> Julie says my ass is doing free. <laughs> Yeah. I'm beautiful. Yeah. How's your mom doing? Right. She was good. I had her, I turned on a, a video for her to watch, uh, and it ended. It was two hours. It was the finale for The Voice, and it ended. And when it ends, it goes to a screensaver, right? Because it was a DVR. So it went to the screensaver, and then it defaulted back to the news, the channel that it had on. And so she has a screensaver, and she can hear the news being. And so she got up and came in here. And was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I have the, re I have yeah. the remote. I don't leave her with the remote because if I leave her with the remote, she'll start knob dicking with it. Next thing you know, the volume is at like 99, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, this time, I know there's seven people in here right now watching. Please share. Please share. Please share. I like Debbie's comment. Fucking hilarious. I love that comment. So mom's good. I, I turned on uh, Alaskan, uh, the last frontier, and she loves that show with the crazy people in Alaska. So, so she's good for a minute. Anyways, <laughs> so and then I'm gonna have to get out here probably in the next half hour or so because I got to run to the store because I didn't yeah, get no enough problem, booze yeah. to carry me through the holiday uh, weekend. Uh, <laughs> Did you yeah. hear me? I didn't get enough booze to carry me through the holiday weekend, and I'm not going to the store. I the know, day before we still live in California, dude. I have to go you to state-appropriated yes. stores, dude. Like state, <laughs> and they hide them everywhere. So you, you know, That's use them on crazy. a map. Like you can't go to like a regular private fucking store. store. It's state control. Yeah. And guess who's making money off it, dude? The Mormons. The Mormons yeah. I'm going to the store tomorrow, and I need to run back out. Yep. That's the way <laughs> hey, it is. That sounds like the land of the free to me, doesn't it? Yeah, the state of Virginia is the same way. You yeah. have to buy. You have to buy alcohol only from the state. It's the same way. Yeah, My wife is living there. to be Republican around here, conservative. But that's all yeah. communist. Like that's communistic, dude. It really is. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just. Yep. Out of, I know you. I motherfuckers guess you would call me, I guess you would call years, me independent because I'm not. I'm not on either one. So I guess I'm an independent if I had to be categorized. But I just don't get involved. You, you know what I, you know what I do, I Ariel? That's right. it. I actually hey, listed it. myself as no party affiliation because I don't agree yeah. with the independent party either. We're not so in that I system. We got to change that system. 
Because it causes too much of a wage, like a wedge between people. Like, oh, well, you, you know, it's a you system like set up to control people. It's a system set up to control, not to govern. Well, govern really means control, right? Doesn't it mean control? The root word. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for being here. I'm glad fucking Miguel got in here. Yes, I'm glad you made it. And I'm going to end it with the uh, commercial so y'all stick around and watch. But thank you for being here. Please please like, subscribe, fucking whatever. But be here right. next week, Wednesday yeah. at 5 p.m. It may go fucking one hour. It may go 10 Six. hours. You never know. It may go fucking <laughs> three weeks. I can't do that. Who knows what kind of will take next time. Right. But anyway, or hallucinogen of any kind. I'm just kidding, but I'm not. I'm digressing because I'm a motherfucking pirate. So thank you for being here. Much, Much love, love to all of you. Yes. Have a great fucking week. Have a great mm, Christmas. Love. We'll be back yeah, right after absolutely. this. Have a great Christmas. Oh, you guys. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. That's good.